0: hello all guys gals and non-binary pals welcome to the newest episode of the noobs and knockouts podcast brought to you on youtube on spotify on google and apple podcasts i'm austin i'm a knockout watched a lot of wrestling
1: i'm david i'm a noob haven't watched nearly as much wrestling and friends it is our special valentine's day episode i i feel like you shouldn't
0: say that when there's not going to be released
1: I have a whole bit i have a whole bit don't 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 say save that for after the bit all right yeah, okay. I, I have i have preempted i have preempted this um it, you know the, we as as wrestling fans we focus so much on on the the trials and tribulations of a bunch of dudes and ladies who really like getting into a, a fighting ring together and and knocking the stuffing out of each other in, in violent, angry, hateful blood feuds. We on this podcast do not nearly talk enough about love. Truly one of the most important v- virtues that our world has ever known. We we must all learn to love one another better if we want to see a better society emerge. And I, I'm really excited this evening to to promote such such a virtue as as the love we can share not, not, not fighting, not anger, not ra- just, just love. And I'm sure we have an episode queued up just for that, Austin. Yes, of course. Right?
0: The, our, our Valentine's day episode on Valentine's day, which is of course, February 19th. Of course.
1: Ah, uh, well, that is look, when we're that recording on when the 14th. We're recording on the 14th close enough.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm very sad to say that I don't think that this is going to play into David's love theme at all. Uh-oh. uh as we are um going back to coliseum home video and uh we are this this coliseum home video was released or at least all the matches were filmed in a period of time that we know quite well on this podcast actually we had oh. a we had a whole arc take place oh. in this year oh it's time for A new generation. It is time to return to 1994. (laughs) Ah,
1: yes. A period of time in wrestling that I
0: love. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll be honest. I picked this one because the name is funny. And I was like, I... also because it has a chance for me to fuel one of kind of an excuse to do one of my favorite impressions on this podcast so uh-oh
1: oh Uh -oh. Oh, no tonight's
0: episode is paul bearers from the crypt Yup, god damn it you
1: fucking mentioned that how did i you mentioned that a uh, like last episode, or so. You mentioned that to me previously. I should I should have known that you couldn't help yourself, that you could not stop yourself from from uh, ba- from reincarnating for for resurrecting the soul of Paul Heyman and and letting him possess you so you can do the
0: voice again. God damn it! I mean, I I love doing the Paul Bear voice, but also. WWE just shamelessly did a parody of the of Tales from the Crypt wait really the, I looked it up to make sure but like Tales from the Crypt started airing in 1989 they were a hundred percent referencing that show when they called this hits from the Crypt
1: what fucking audience were they appealing to with that
0: the audience they had in 1994 of course
1: big tales from the crypt fans i guess
0: yeah there's there's no way that wasn't intentional uh so you know fun fact is that this mat this this video doesn't even you know you'd think that this would be an undertaker heavy episode because it's being hosted by paul bearer of course but no there is actually only one match from the undertaker on this videotape.
1: What? 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 Paul Bearer won't even fucking feature his own son on the on oh, the
0: Oh, it's my hits from the crypt and it doesn't feature the undertaker because he fucking sucks. How are they even from the crypt if they
1: don't feature undertaker?
0: These are just Paul Bear's personal favorite matches, I guess. I I wonder,
1: man. I wonder if Paul himself actually got to curate that shit, or they're just like probably "Uh, not. Here is a bunch of
0: matches you got to MC for. Have fun now. And he's like, okay, I guess. uh, Yeah, these matches were all filmed in spring of '94, which means we have not watched any of them before. I did consider that possibility.
1: this is going to be pre pre the Arc, arc, arc the we did. Arc.
0: Yes. But okay. a lot of your favorite con- players are here. Uh-oh. Um the, the 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 now the uh Peacock description advertises two matches so I'll go ahead and bring those up. Is okay. we get the earthquake cuz he's still wrestling in 94.
1: I, yeah, I think I remember him showing up in our new generate in our last new generation. Rob,
0: I think he showed up like one time in one. Yeah,
1: episode. yeah. I mean, was, I... was I,
0: on. I, he was on his way out to go show up in fucking WCW and be. Uh, what did he fuck? What he fucking call himself? Avalanche, I think. Oh, that guy. Then he called himself the Shark. Uh, so. Oh great times that um, Not but what? he is going one-on-one with atom bomb who as a Ooh. reminder he is he apparently is a nuclear radioactive wrestler i don't know his name oh, is a joke oh, on atom what? bomb
1: yeah first. no yeah oh my god the new generation gimmicks are so dumb
0: is he radioactive oh, no. i don't know Bro, uh, New
1: Generation is literally, like, what people think of when they think of, like, reasons wrestling is stupid. Like, it's it. New Generation was literally Vince taking every stereotype about how stupid wrestling can get with its over-the-top gimmicks and just being like, why, yes.
0: Of course it is. And then the main event match is a one-on-one match between The Undertaker and oh. Crush. Uh, who, who even? Crush shaka bra he is a surfer dude except by this point he is evil shaka bra
1: (laughs) more like shaka Na, am i
0: right oh that's a better version of my joke uh yep he is evil now but he is still hawaiian that's his still his whole gimmick is he's Hawaiian.
1: hawaiian
0: yes i believe he is actually hawaiian wow
1: Oh my God! The Fed getting an ethnicity right—that's
0: new. Now I gotta—I want to double check, but I was like, I'm pretty sure he is Hawaiian. Yes, he was born in Hawaii. Uh, of course, they—of course, they managed to get the ethnicity right on the white guy. Is the way I see it.
1: <laughs> oh, he's he's white Hawaiian.
0: Yes, he is white. Oh, so he, I was he was born in Hawaii.
1: Some shit. God. No. God. Oh. God, God, you got me all excited. I was like, wait, they actually correctly cast
0: a brown person. No. Oh, of course, no, of is... course.
1: Why, why, why would they? That's too much effort.
0: Nah, he was born in Kona, Hawaii, and raised in Hawaii, but no, he is white.
1: God fucking so, damn
0: it. This, we we did not get, for the briefest of moments, a brown person cast as the right ethnicity. <laughs>
1: At least they're not having him do brown face. At least they're not having him do brown face. No. At least they're not having him do yeah. brown face.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so this this videotape also says it is starring Brett the Hitman Hart, oh. Sean Michaels, and Scott Heartbreak.
1: Hall. Oh, hey yo!
0: Yes, all three of them are on this tape. Hey uh, yo! Hey so, yo! That is the correct. I almost want to say the matches. It's like, hmm, do I want to say the matches just to give myself more things to talk about? Or do we let this one sit and just find out what happened? What we're going to get here tonight.
1: Just, just fuck around. and. F- I mean, if there's, like, interesting story, like, to any of the potential matches here that you, that you know about and want to share, Godspeed. If not, I mean... I think it just we could just let it be a mystery box.
0: No, I don't know. Uh I mean, okay, crush tag teams with Yokozuna because by this point crush has as has rolled up with uh Yokozuna as part of a Jim Cornette led stable.
1: That's a weird. That that's a weird combination. Uh, yes, the three things that go together quite well. Jim Cornette, Yokozuna, and Kr- Crush. Is there is there a reason they're together, or is it just because Mwahaha were evil?
0: From what I remember, it was just a lot of Mwahaha were evil. Uh, of course. I mean, Crush to be fair, that Crush, is kind of
1: Jim Cornette's whole personality, so... Crush turned,
0: he- turned heel because he felt betrayed by Randy Savage uh for th- reasons I don't remember about. I have watched all of 1993 WWF which means some of this I even remember. Um but but I don't but I don't remember fully why he turned on Randy like what the incident was that made him turn on Randy Savage but he did and then that was his big that was his motivation for being turning heel and then after that they're just like fuck it just throw him in with Yoko.
1: <laughs> we sure. do not care. Sure. Yokozuna, who's also heel for stupid reasons, it fits.
0: He Yoko's heel because foreigner bad,
1: <laughs> because foreigner bad, and also big giant man for Hulk Hogan to murderize. Yep. Yeah. All right. That, that sure.
0: Yeah. So this so that is our show for tonight. Paul Bear's <laughs> hits from the crypt. Oh um, God. If you would like to watch it along with us, Peacock is your friend here once again.
1: Hey. And
0: I didn't bother to look up if this is available online somewhere for, that's not under a paywall, but I'm going to assume probably not because it's there's not a lot of them that you can find online for free, these Coliseum Home video releases.
1: Preserve physical releases.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, um... We'll be back to discuss Paul Bear's hits from the crypt. Oh yes. Hey. And we are back. Uh we have finished Paul Bear's hits from the crypt. And David, I have once again made a terrible mistake. Uh,
1: this this fucking tape made me sick. This attempt on my life has left me scarred and deformed. And that is why I will be coughing this entire episode. No other reason.
0: This this attempt on my life has left me no no.
1: <laughs> oh, God,
0: <laughs> you see, this is what you get, motherfucker. Listen, You're like my yeah, first I've... mistake. The first problem is that Paul Bear gave me nothing of interest to quote him. on. I today. know. Okay, he so... gave,
1: well, gave me some some stuff of interest, but it's mostly just like. It, it's mostly just riffing on, on the Paul Barryness of it all. It wasn't, we were not, we were far from like peak Paul bearer. This was, this was beats here. Paul Bearer. We get, we get some like, uh, we get some general riffing at best out of this one.
0: I last time, uh, the whole, on, the whole takeaway of the last time we were in the new generation is I was disappointed how boring it was. I came in expecting to have some fun things to riff on and i ended up with nothing and yet somehow i expected paul bears hits from the crypt to be different that i would have something fun to riff on and i got nothing see here's the thing
1: for me is like i i thought silly me i i was like you know last time we did the new generation was one of our earliest arcs like Last time we were in the new generation, that was, like, early in the life of this podcast, relatively anyway. I think we were done, like, before episode 25, if I'm remembering correctly, um, no, or, right, was, or, or like thereabouts.
0: Pre-episode 50, though.
1: Okay, yeah, so yeah. so still kind of, like, you know, somewhat early days, less than, less than halfway into our life here. Um, and I still had, you know, a lot of blind spots and and, you know obviously i still do i'm still the noob after all but like a lot of my blind spots are more just like not knowing specific things about history and less having like an appreciation for the craft so i thought okay i was like really mean to new generation last time because i i just didn't um i i i i i I thought that part of the reason i was mean is because i didn't understand kind of the, the finer nuances that that a more seasoned wrestling vet could that could make one enjoy the era more and i will say there are some things about this era that i do appreciate more as a more seasoned noob that said oh man oh boy oh geez oh no it's still the new generation and it's still just as dumb and still just as materialist mostly because like the the fruit is so low hanging that it's kind of like in the ground and it would just be more tedious than entertaining to bury it back the fuck up
0: yeah i mean this was a i'm glad that we have watched other colosseum videos before this one cuz now mm-hmm. that i feel I can, I can i feel a good ability to parse where like this goes wrong <laughs> And, yeah, and not be able to say. I guess this is just a coliseum thing. But yes, uh, I,
1: I would. I would agree with that. the The coliseumness of it all doesn't help. We we still. I still contend we had the very best of coliseum with 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 bleepers, bloops and bleepy slams. Um, see,
0: my favorite so far has been the world tour. Until, really. I think, I think that was the the best one of these. Yeah, world
1: tour. World tour was like it was like I said when we did the world tour episode. It was the, it was like the Goldilocks, but that said, like bloopers, bleeps, and body slams was so the fuck off the wall that I was in some form or other entertained throughout it all. Even in the most grown worthy segments, it was it was like stepping into like a weird parallel bizarro universe that's actually real where all of the wwe personalities just existed solely on deeply weird talk shows and reality shows and that's, that's it and there was no wrestling fair. whatsoever
0: but that's fair um i i do think overall um this this we don't usually make direct comparisons between eras we don't usually get a good opportunity to do so mm-hmm. uh but the fact that this arc has dipped into both the pre-new generation And the new generation, I think really highlights the differences and for the new generation, almost entirely the bad differences between the two eras. Yes, because i i will say i will say this
1: my least favorite coliseum video that we've covered was the fucking Hulk Hogan one because that was a barren desert of content i struggled so hard in that episode to find things to talk about if
0: we couldn't just jokingly have Hulk Hogan talk about 9-11 you know what would we have actually had to say (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah pretty much all the all the best material from that episode came from shit we just took completely outside the ballpark of what the what the vhs actually showed us mm-hmm. so like i will say the 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 pre the at least new generation era coliseum this week gave me some things i could appreciate i was like oh brett the hitman heart i like him Oh, I can't
0: wait to get to that match. Talk about uh, it. Or like
1: Undertaker or or early like Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, no, uh, Kevin Nash slash Diesel. Like, I at least could enjoy, like, ah, look at these wrestlers that I have grown a great, great, great appreciation for since last time we were here. Because all of those guys, I remember just kind of seeing and being like, oh, those are guys last time we were in the generation. Now I'm like, hey, these are some dudes who i really <laughs> i really respect um
0: hey those but, are guys
1: yeah so like it gets stuff over on hogan on the hogan episode simply for that uh but that it, the kind it of kind of stops there i'm not gonna lie
0: no um so we we start the the tape with the coliseum video bumper which is apparently has no sound which is unfortunate because then we immediately get the loudest hit of the undertaker oh music i've ever heard <laughs> oh my fucking god yeah i was like wait is my sound working and i started like i started bumping up the volume and all of a sudden yeah so we get like these weird filtered crap and slow-mo of like random match highlights not necessarily of the undertaker and then cuts to paul bearer just doing stuff
1: yeah there's so much like it's it's interspersed with like all these shots of of bearer like carrying the urn and pushing a casket and of those uh interspersed with that is i think a single clip of actual actually an undertaker match and all the rest are just random fucking matches put behind like a black and white or like super deep fried red grainy filter oh it's super deep fried added. red
0: this I, I could have posted a clip a pic of this for and put it on uh deep fried memes yeah you would um, think
1: you would think right that like some post ironic wrestling fan if you took a still of that this was just some random like five second creation of of of, of some like current day particularly memey wrestling fan who's who's just like look at the art i make by taking new generation stills and deep frying them yeah that's like i didn't realize they could do that in in the 90s didn't realize deep frying was an option and it felt weird
0: yeah so i i i couldn't then i couldn't believe it (laughs) They actually did a "Tales from the Crypt" title cut. Yeah. Okay. So we get the
1: most movie win, Windows Movie Maker ass drip transition I have ever seen. Like, <laughs> like you know, it's 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 the transition where it looks like liquid is dripping down from the screen, but it but the liquid is actually the next cut. But it's it is Windows Movie Maker to the extreme. Holy shit! Um. And yeah, they they're just doing tales from the crypt we found the one pop culture artifact that vince actually is somewhat familiar with um hey Freddie prince jr why do you need to watch tales from the crypt and we have paul bearer ass?
0: yeah except they don't commit to the bit at all and i think that i mean i i'll just put this up front because this is a problem i just have the whole time is i kind of wanted paul bearer to actually kind of be the crypt keeper Mm-hmm. It it seems like an easy thing to set up for him to do. He's already a creepy weirdo. Just yeah. have him, and he already has a tendency to like make death puns as part of his yeah, time seriously. in the Undertaker. He could have already done like a TV PG Crypt Keeper, and yet he is given nothing in his script to say. Yeah, I
1: I I don't know how much of this was like improv on his part but they're literally like all right paul here's a an old theater that we have the that we have like the the rent for we have the lease of for the day um give us a tour please but make it spooky like,
0: but like in 90% of what he said they could have gotten Todd fucking Pettengill to do that because most of what paul barris says is he just like Ooh, wasn't that ooh, wasn't that great? Yeah. Why the fuck? Like none of these aside from American the actual a- taker match.
1: X-Luger. Aside from the actual taker match, they did so little to, to make this feel like Paul Bearer belonged the fuck here. There was one match that he like did a pseudo pun after that sounded deathy, and I was like, okay, I'll give I you did a make one. A note of it. Yeah. And then oh, the 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 single the single brain cell Austin, I'd say, has been firing on full capacity the past several weeks. We've been we've been perfectly fucking in sync yeah, on some so, of these notes.
0: Like Paul Bear is just in the hallway of this boiler room or something. It's this creepy old hallway in the basement, I guess. He just comes out of a side room and he like welcomes us to the event and he says that you know, me and The Undertaker, we come here sometimes just to chill out. And I'm like that doesn't feel like a phrase paul bear should ever say is me that and the felt other wrong nigger. we just like chill out like what the fuck no
1: also at even, one point it
0: wasn't even trying to be like a you know a corpse joke he just says it
1: yeah like he could have i guess flavored chill out to be a corpse joke but or if he was trying to he failed miserably but yeah but yeah, he's he's basically implying like this is the place where he and Undertaker go to have father-son bonding, and it somehow gets more and more uncomfortable each time he describes it throughout this video. Yeah,
0: so, and apparently Paul Barrett has a TV set up in the mortuary over there. And that's I mean, where you gotta they, be he, doing
1: something. You, you gotta have something to keep you to keep you occupied while you're doing all that embalming, I and guess. This is where
0: he watches other people's wrestling matches, and these are apparently his favorites.
1: You think uh you think they watch tape in that room and then take her practices moves on the cadavers. I hope so. I hope God, so that would have been a more interesting thing for them to say. This shit
0: writes itself. It does. The, the premise of this tape is actually extremely easy to write for. And yet they don't really try.
1: They, they fail miserably. Also, I want to point out that we had the subtitles on at the beginning and uh, it, Paul Bearer said WWF, but the subtitles still said WWE.
0: Oh hell yeah, they fixed all the <laughs> subtitles. they Aren't W-A-F? they allowed no to like? Way.
1: Aren't they allowed to say that shit again now? As long as for its, long as for its all, as long as it's for archival reasons.
0: Well, the subtitles aren't archived though. What the audio but... is archived. the audio the audio is archived. Oh fuck off! The Subtitles are not.
1: Fuck so. off! That's so petty. I mean, always look. I'm always for like being mean to Vince because we can. But that's so petty.
0: Yeah, it's it's it's. I uh I don't want to like cut, jump in here. And I guess I mean it. They won a legal case, so I guess the WWF had a point. But it feels weird th- to think that there was any market confusion between the world wildlife fund and the world wrestling federation especially um,
1: nowadays when the world wrestling federation is very much worldwide wrestling entertainment
0: right it the i feel like the only if as as a non-lawyer who has made no effort to look into this case but is just a consumer of I would think I, it feels to me like the only issue is that more people associate the phrase WWF with the wrestling federation, not yes. the wildlife fund, but that's not, although, but that's not a market confusion problem. And most people at this point
1: also know about the lawsuit. So I feel like they, by default then know that the world wildlife foundation ex- exists. So like, at this point, like, why do you make him change the subtitles? Again, it's based on be mean to Vince, but also Jesus Christ. That's so petty. You guys didn't have to d- go go do that. wow Yeah. W- uh, funny as as always.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Bear hypes up the bigger some of the bigger <laughs> matches that are going to happen later in the show. Uh, but first we get uh ain't he great? J, J, E, double F, J, A, double R, E, double T, double J, Jeff Jarrett.
1: Uh, yeah, look at everybody's favorite Spelling Bee contestant.
0: Oh my fucking god. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett comes
1: out and Gorilla calls him, calls him like a fucking Spelling Bee winner. And that shit was so. I, that, that was just perfection.
0: Yeah, so all of the Coliseum exclusive. Matches are called by Stan Lane, who is a former wrestler in the um in the mid to late 80s, uh, and Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah, we all know him, but I guess oh. I should mention he was a wrestler in the 70s. He was um, a wrestler
1: in the 70s, and he and he then went on to be one of the best commentators that that the Fed ever had. Don't have Yeah,
0: to the point where most people think of him as the commentator and not as a wrestler, like. Pretty much, the only, yeah. The only part about his wrestling career that I think anyone knows or remembers about is when he had an in-ring confrontation with Muhammad Ali. Uh, other than that, nobody That's remembers insane. anything he ever did as That's a wrestler.
1: Unfortunate. That's unfortunate. But, but, but who needs to remember his in-ring wrestles when we can have the joy of him wrestling with Bobby Heenan's stupidity on a weekly basis?
0: Yeah, so... But him t- tonight, we get a lot of Stan Lane and Gorilla Monsoon, and hot damn, do they got j- quips and jokes oh to make boy. tonight?
1: Oh um, boy!
0: The significant, um, the I made two notes of this for for I wrote Gorilla Monsoon dares to question if Jeff Jarrett could sing. Yeah, except he, here's the thing he's I asked. Out.
1: I asked you about that, and you're like, "Oh wait, no, he does have a point, though. We we've never heard Jeff Jarrett sing. Actually, and in fact,
0: like the the Road Dog, uh, he, that you know him from the New Age Outlaws.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Billy
0: Gunn. Mm-hmm. He's called that because that's a playoff. That's an evolution from the Roadie. <laughs> and who was he used to be like the he 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 starts in wf as the lackey of jeff jarrett and it is revealed that jeff jarrett's hit country song be my baby tonight was actually sung by the roadie what the fuck in the continuity of the wwf no jeff jarrett can't sing but also how fucking dare you suggest that jeff jarrett can't sing gorilla (laughs) fuck you man
1: nah nah let him cook
0: uh stan lane makes the comment he couldn't carry a tune in a bucket
1: yes also jesus christ the fucking strobes on jeff Jarrett's entrance i think i started having a seizure holy shit
0: <laughs> he's light he's that all lighted so, up
1: that shit went so heavy it was just bright black bright black br- just Jeez, how, how did they get away with like not having advisories in front of this shit oh my god that must have killed a few people
0: i'd like to believe that they took the time to make sure that those lights were not the the exact hue and speed required to to, to induce seizures <coughs> they they were they were particularly slow
1: i will give you that but holy shit it was just so intense god damn yeah mm-hmm. okay so and then
0: his opponent is lex god god i
1: forgot who it was for a second because in my notes all it all i put was oh hey it's one of the most boring motherfuckers in all wrestling history don't at me and then i proceed to forget who the fuck it actually was
0: Ah. yeah it's it's lex luger (laughs) um this is post wrestlemania 10 so a quick summary of lex luger's time as a top star in the company at SummerSlam 93 he challenged Yokozuna for the WWEF title, didn't win. I don't want to go deeper than that because honestly, I want to save doing that arc for this podcast at some point. So why you spoil the surprise? Yes, you do. Why would you it do is that? To so me? because it's so stupid. It, I think will die Austin. This is me having to prove there is something <laughs> I can meme on in this gen- in the new generation. No, can't, you, you will never if learn. I can't, if I can't make the Luger Yoko work, the road to SummerSlam 93 work. I got nothing ever. The Luger is the center point. Are you are
1: you insane? That's that's going to bore us literally to death. <laughs> but I I cannot body, overstate But he body
0: slams Yokozuna on a on an aircraft carrier. He Austin, has a bu- cannot, he has a tour bus.
1: I cannot overstate how little I give a shit about Lex Luthor luger lex luger i don't like him i can't remember who the fuck he is half the time i couldn't tell you a single damn thing about him aside from murica at least i can give you some like defining character traits of goddamn uh uh hacksaw jim duggan at least i can give you some things like some defining traits about him lex luger is he got muscle and he murica and that's it why would what why why is this an idea what why would you do this
0: because I want to watch the Lex Express. <laughs> oh. But anyway, he challenges Yoko for the belt, doesn't win. Then, in <clears throat> the Royal Rumble, they do a bit where Bret Hart and Lex Luger um, uh, eliminate themselves at the same time. And therefore, they are co winners of the Royal Rumble. And so they I both th- get a title match at WrestleMania 10. Where what where Lex Luger loses and Bret Hart in the main event beats Yokozuna for the bell, yeah,
1: and then immediately gets dicked on by Hogan, right? Or something like that.
0: No, this is po- Hogan. lad this is Hogan. RPG. Oh, WrestleMania nine. Bret Hart oh. beat Yokozuna for the title. T- fought Yokozuna with twice in back-to-back years and wrestlemania 9 was when hogan decided to cash in his money in the bank contract uh wrestlemania 10 hogan is out of the company and brett gets to have his shining moment as the new top star
1: yeah baby i mean we do see that at some point because we do see brett as the world world champ later on in this mm-hmm. in this tape and i I was like, "Yay!" but this but we'll match,
0: take, this match takes place after Lex Luger has lost to Yokozuna again. And it felt like it because it, the company stopped trying to protect him. Oh my again, God. Stan Lane and Gorilla, Stan Lane and Gorilla Monsoon were on something all night. So maybe it was them, but like for a tight, for as tightly produced as WWF commentary always was under Vince McMahon, it is insane to me that they were allowed to say the things they were allowed to say about Lex Luger.
1: They buried this man. And the best slash worst part is they did have a fucking point. He, Lex Luger, I'm sorry, looked like he was sleepwalking this entire match. And commentary mm-hmm. says about as much.
0: Yep. Uh. So, but we do get to the match. Uh. My first note, work that headlock Lex. I literally... Um, Work that
1: headlock, circle around each other, stare each other down for long periods of time. The excitement, the drama, the violence. This
0: is classic psychology right here. Uh, Speaking of classic psychology, we get classic heel move by Jeff Jarrett where he complains to the ref about Lex pulling his hair when um, second before he was pulling Lex's hair. Uh, He's like, hey, get heel, hair pulling, don't, hey.
1: Look at how unruly and, and hypocritical the heel is. Everybody boo this person.
0: At at boo. some point, Gorilla Monsoon just yells out, sit down there in the front row.
1: Yeah. There are some, there are some dudes who are just, like, walking through the front row, and, and Gorilla's like, hey, down in front. he My man doesn't give a shit. He... the mm-hmm. he, com, com, Yeah, commentary tonight... I don't know what they took before the, the before the taping. I don't know. They, they, it was, it was, something was off.
0: Yeah. So evening. they, they, the commentary about Luger is they're all about like, he doesn't seem to have enough competitive fire. You know, he yeah. didn't get, he going not get amped up. He doesn't get excited about anything. Yes. And yes, Luger Correct. For reasons. I don't even understand because I've seen him in WCW and he can kind of be a bit of a maniac sometimes. I don't know why he, he thinks that he needs to be the straightest, lace, most boring person alive but doing this, but that's what he's doing.
1: To be fair, part of that's probably an invention of Vince. Like, you're representing the, the good old US of A. You got to act like an absolute golden boy. And Lex is like, but that doesn't give me any like character to work with. And Vince is don't like- Don't
0: worry about it. America. So,
1: the, America. And to his credit, we see- multiple times tonight that lex is somehow amazingly over despite all of this so maybe vince had a
0: point fuck i don't know either way lex is so goddamn boring here um and it doesn't help that this match is so disgustingly dominated by jeff Jarrett.
1: oh my god jeff is walking all the fuck over like, this.
0: It's under. I understand that an extremely basic formula that, uh, especially in in these '94 VHS tapes, WWF is not trying to break free of. Of is heel dominates match, babyface comes back. Okay, Ugh. great. The thing is, is that Lex has absolutely zero interesting comeback spots because he pretty much just hits one move and immediately goes back to being dicked on by Jared.
1: Yeah, it's. It, like it doesn't help that like we see there needs multiple... to
0: be more audience catharsis to the comeback spots you're just quickly cutting it off again and at some point it starts being like yawn and the match goes like 15 goddamn minutes as well it
1: takes <laughs> more goddamn ever it's not it's not agreed as the match we have coming after this but like but it, it this is this was a slog i think i think the whole reason paul bearer hand selected this one as he was trying to like put the audience in a deadly coma so he could bring them into mm-hmm. his mortuary or some shit i don't know it's just i have nothing like fun to say about this match it was just so no it was I mean, so stupid uh um, i i i, uh, I made oh, a oh, big the
0: note game. of it i made a big note of Jared strut because i get a kick out of it every time so all absolutely
1: right. there there is one point because like again lex is just getting murderized for a lot of this there's this one point where uh um Jarrett has Lex in a sleeper hold and gorilla just goes, oh, wh- where's the offense? While while he's nearly unconscious in a sleeper, like I said, something commentary, I'll I don't know, i do not
0: know. However, I did also write nobody will no one will be seated during the Lex Luger laying on the ground in a sleeper hold scene. <laughs> As Jesus. Because neither of them move, they just kind of sit there.
1: This match moved in slow motion, dude. I swear to God.
0: Yeah, and deep. and and here,
1: yeah. And here's the ultimate bullshit. So like, not only do we not get an interesting set of hope spots from Lex because he like hits one thing and then goes back to being like killed again, but also the when he finally does get the upper hand is at the very last second, and he gets Jared, He he ends the match in the weirdest fucking way possible. He gets Jared up in, like basically a fireman's carry across his shoulders, and then he just kind of starts bouncing Jarrett yes, makes this him go is bouncy
0: the torture rack this is his signature maneuver that's the torture rack correct i thought we've
1: seen the torture rack before and it didn't know it wasn't that this is the torture rack you, you make your opponent go bouncy bouncy and they and they say owie that's well, when it
0: you, well when you put it like that this is a beloved move, David. I don't I don't know how comfortable it's I feel. It's belo- why. It you just you're just
1: giving them you're giving them some especially aggressive ups that, that there is no tap. Like obviously a lot of submission moves in wrestling are bullshit, but the torture rack, <laughs> the torture rack looks more fun than anything
0: well it was very painful and jeff Jarrett had to quit so, like
1: immediately i didn't even see a tap it's just he started bouncing and boom done that's it
0: yeah I, I would like to point out that i uh had a very i think i had a very funny note where i wrote lex ends our torture with the torture rack
1: <laughs> uh, and, and still then, but, somehow it's a better pun than anything paul bearer says throughout this ungodly dvd
0: but then the this i think stan lane is like he, he finishes the match with the rebel rack and i'm like the what the what the, the what did you just call it
1: the rebel rack oh i think he's wearing the wrong flag if you're calling oh, it that one. No. oh no I oh don't... geez i wonder what Out- lex luger nothing. thinks about states rights
0: State's rights to what, Lex?
1: (laughs) State's rights to put people in the torture rack. Yeah. What people, Lex? Don't think about it.
0: Please stop. But I was like, I don't know where that came from, the rebel rack. I don't know where that That came from. And I was like, what the fuck are you saying, man? But then, oh, yeah. We're back with Paul Barrett, which he's, did you enjoy that great match? No. At the
1: same time, Austin and I said no. (laughs) we said no at the same time that was great yeah so this is at this point he kind of reveals that he's like touring this like old theater to us
0: built in the 1800s it's one of our and undertaker's (laughs) favorite spots and every every now and again a ghost may walk by
1: Yeah, again, I'm sure they have really cute bonding nights inside this old theater. I'm so happy they get to spend this valuable time together as father and son.
0: This is, yep, I agreed. Okay, match two, moving on. Uh, Yeah, thank God. In in the all, oops, all click match. uh, Uh, Yeah, well, almost
1: all click. Three-fourths of the click.
0: uh, Shawn Michaels takes on Razor Ramon, and this is Mm. when Shawn has Diesel, uh as his bodyguard
1: this is this is pre like diesel turn and this is also razor ramon the bad guy is the baby face
0: yeah sure that all checks out
1: and they keep calling him the bad guy which i guess this is like bad in the michael jackson way now Mm -hmm. that'd be an interesting way to turn the scott hall gimmick anyway um Uh, yeah
0: this is apparently an intercontinental title match um I will say, because I was going to say this up front because Razor talks about it later in the match, is that basically, what Sean was Intercontinental Champion, then he got hurt. Then when Sean was hurt, Razor won the belt. Then Sean came back and claimed he was still the champion because he had not been beaten for it, and at WrestleMania, they had a unification ladder match for both belts, which uh which Razor won so wasn't wasn't that like one of
1: the OG ladder matches
0: I have more to say about I'll be I that I have more to say about that in a different episode in our next Coliseum video I have more to say about that oh
1: okay interesting but Uh, yeah
0: it it was it was the first televised ladder match in the WWF oh well Um, that's
1: that's nifty
0: yeah, so that all that talk of like who's the real champion is all kind of based around like this feud of Sean believing that like Razors never beat him straight up. So fuck you, man. I'm and the IC champion.
1: Well, there's a whole pattern in Shawn Michaels' career of of him like not wanting to lose belts in a traditional way and then making a whole stink about it
0: oh i i don't think i really want to actually deep dive into Shawn michaels career and ask myself how many times has sean cleanly lost a title belt to somebody <laughs> i don't think i want to know the answer to that question i think the
1: numbers will just make us sad yep <laughs> yeah so so we gorilla monsoon speculates that raise so so the match so they, you know they both make their entrances and the match begins no R- gorilla monsoon takes note of the fact that razor ramon still has his toothpick in his mouth and sean is still chewing gum and he calls both of these simultaneously a dangerous aspect and i don't uh yes two equally dangerous things a, a toothpick and chewing gum now i okay like toothpick isn't a Super deadly weapon, but one of those has got a lot sharper of a point than the other one.
0: Yeah, also they were talking about Sean dancing, to which I got, uh, we had some choice quotes. Um, he was dancing like a Chippendales dancer, I believe that oh. one was Gorilla, and Stan oh Lane had, he's got more moves than x lax which is
1: i don't understand that that's
0: reference. a that's a that's a uh that's a uh, th- 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 uh a thing you use to uh deal that's anti-constipation medication. oh well that, right. that would ex lax you get it that's th- 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 a laxative mood. that's the word oh, i was looking god. for jesus christ what is commentary
1: uh, oh god i'm just gonna keep harping on this yeah <laughs> but but we start off the match and it quickly becomes apparent that a work rate match
0: that's illegal yeah uh so the click for as much as they were all a bunch of politicking douchebags were also among the best workers in the wwf in the mid 90s
1: and also like ever i can't deny any four members Mm -hmm. of the click the fact that like all four of them are insanely influential
0: all five let's there's only four right now but technically all five who's number five are you who do you who are you thinking of as the four triple h sean waltman aka xbox aka the One Two Three. oh, 2, 3 oh. Part of oh the you
1: you 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 did say something about that but i didn't i kind of i kind of missed part of it so since you mentioned xbox i assumed you were talking about dgen x mm,
0: yeah no xbox okay. is the fifth member of the clique so... oh,
1: okay well that's sweet well yes mm-hmm. xbox is also quite influential although his career has been a lot shorter um yeah so uh i okay help me out a little with this one because i wrote a note that i've completely forgotten of what is this submission hold i don't know is is there a point where one of the it's a submission hold that may or may not look especially like stupid
0: let's see what do i, write? I think it was a like, I think it was, like notes.
1: I think it was ahead of razors are the thing with like you know seeing if razor was still conscious maybe Oh, that might have been
0: another submission. That might have been another. That might have been. I don't think I made a specific note about that. Um, Let's see. Let's see some. I made some match notes. I made a. Sean goes for like a sunset flip move. Like he kind of like he basically like tries to. He tries to like jump from the. He tries to do like a full spin off the top rope and to land on Razor. Razor fakes him out and then Sean just hits him the second go around. I thought that was funny.
1: Yeah, but like,
0: like, first like, you don't succeed. Like, like, idiot. I'll just I'll just wait for you I'll to just, stop fainting and then I'll, I'll, I'll just hit
1: do it. Do it again.
0: Uh they go fight out of the ring, and Razor pulls up the mat and tries to razors edge Sean onto the concrete floor. Yeah, holy shit which Sean does get out of, and he pushes Razor into the ring post, and then Sean body slams Razor onto the concrete. Uh, of course, Razor was the one who brought in the concrete, therefore he's the one who's taking a bump on it.
1: See, I do see that happen a lot less with, like, matte pull-up spots, though. I see... I, 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 I Sometimes
0: see... they just do it as a yeah. beast. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Razor was like, don't worry, buddy, I'll take that bump for you, it's fine.
0: Uh... The uh, I uh, made a note of one time Stan Lane being like the bad guy not looking too good. I'm like, dog, yeah, de-land yeah. De-land, de-land, de-land. Oh. okay, oh, I know what you probably made a note of because Stan Lane, Shawn Michaels gets in a rear chin lock, which is oh, yes, yeah, is 100 what you were talking about. Oh, where no. okay, so you got Razor is in a seated position, Sean yeah. is behind him with his knee in his back and cupping up his chin, yes yes and
1: it looked like an even dumber version of the of the stf
0: yeah it is a rear chin lock and stan lane suggests that many men would submit to such a powerful maneuver but oh, not yeah. the bad guy to which i have never ever seen a match where someone tapped out to the rear chin lock if it happened oh, yeah, it I happened was, in the pre-80s
1: it jesus
0: it could. I could believe. I would believe you if you told me there was a match in the in the pre nineteen eighties that ended with a rear chin lock. Because back in those days, a drop kick was a dangerous finishing maneuver that always put somebody down for the three count. So you know, back in the day, they just kind of lost yeah, to a uh, lot more basic moves. So you know what? Maybe somebody did.
1: Man, <laughs> I fucking love the shonen animeing of of wrestling. It's, the power
0: it, creep it, is very real in wrestling.
1: So I think I have a note about that. I, yeah, I definitely have a note about that in a later match, too. Um, yeah, so it, it looks like Sean is just gently cl- cradling Razor's chin from behind, like, yeah, a, uh, like a
0: good friend. <laughs> but then Sean puts in the headlock, which I note wrote surprising we don't get the one, two, three hand thing before Razor gets up. Hold your horses on that. But Razor yeah. does get up, and then Sean gets in another. Headlock, to which then um, Gorilla Monsoon yells about. This is targeting the mandibular fossa of the temporal bone, which is a real fucking thing. How? It is a bone in your skull. How? Also,
1: Jesus Christ, Gorilla Monsoon clearly has a fucking anatomy degree
0: or he something. Absol- he absolutely loves to throw in minor anatomy when describing how what a move is hurting
1: dr gorilla monsoon phd mm-hmm. in anatomy
0: but then i wrote i spoke too soon about that headlock thing that's on me because in the second headlock they do the one yes. two
1: two uh, oh the hand the hand staying up the hand isn't dropping yeah. he's still alive
0: and uh Sh- razor does make his comeback and starts hitting sean and we get some evidence that you know sean he was only moderately more cartoony in how he sold for Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh, as Razor does, <laughs> as Razor like backfists him and Sean goes sideways.
1: Sean just kind of died on some of these hits. For as much as powerful as that motherfucker wanted to make himself out to be, he's still willing to sell. At least at least to his friends. Yeah. And and yeah, he would flopping on a few of those occasions. And each time look, it's no it's no Randy Orton, but but it's still it's still fun to it's still fun to look at.
0: Yeah, so so diesel starts distracting uh razor and pulls him to the outside of the ring, and Sean follows him, and then they just start punching at each other until the ref counts to 10 in a very yeah. quick double count, honestly. The ref
1: counts like a person? I didn't realize that was possible.
0: Mm-hmm. And Gorilla uh, is yelling on commentary. It should have been a DQ win for Razor Ramon because Diesel yanked him out of the ring. Not oh, fair. Yeah,
1: but the ref didn't see
0: it. And I am now learning that Gorilla Monsoon called Razor Ramon the Razor Man.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. This, again, that's another. That's another like um, JBL doesn't know summer ray's name and uh, jr does not know uh, uh does does not know john silver's real name sometimes you just kind of know just the nickname that. and, that's it. and that's that's yeah. enough to work
0: but after the after they announce it's a double count out razor gets the gets a microphone he goes hey yo hey <laughs> boy toy you say you're the champ i say i'm the champ And everybody here wants to know who the real champ is. I say, let's finish it now. And before he says that last line, I wrote a Stan Lane quote being in like, sounds like a challenge to me, gorilla. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you,
1: Stan. Stan is the Um, I'm also here guy of the night.
0: Yeah. uh, So Diesel is like encouraging Sean to accept the challenge. The referee Wait, what I is, thought Diesel was
1: telling you, no you dipshit, don't do it.
0: He was like, you know, show I thought I took it to him being like he's showing his fist, he's trying to get Sean oh. to do it.
1: Okay, I just I just don't remember then properly what he was doing.
0: The referee is like, please no. Please don't. Yes. Uh so Diesel tries to sneak into the ring. Amazing. I don't know how. He is 7 feet tall. Uh to keep
1: he's on his tippy toes,
0: but the sean is trying to keep the ref distracted and he jumps tries to jump off the top rope razor intercepts him and then like as they start doing moves at each other again the ref just like okay fuck it oh, and the why? and the ma- and the announcer just announces why? the match will continue
1: why did they um, restart the match it's against the rules <laughs>
0: but then uh sean hits a very poorly timed reverse thrust kick as we will come to know that move as a super kick aka the sweet shin music but he just hits it and gorilla calls it by its technical name and he also he doesn't pin anybody with it <laughs> i know this is this, like talk
1: about like this is like the one opposite of power creep where it went from being a nothing move to being a deadly finisher this is the one the only move in wrestling we've seen go from uh a whatever burger to to like a main event finisher that mm-hmm. we found the we found the anomaly boys good yep. job
0: so sean runs the ropes and he knocks into into razor who also knocks into the ref and the ref is out and for some reason Diesel is not just getting into the ring and interfering. It is in fact so egregious that Gorilla Monsoon, a babyface commentator, is asking why Diesel is not jumping in the ring.
1: <laughs> I'm going to need you to stop asking questions, Gorilla. I'm going I'm to need you to stop making it make too much sense.
0: Yeah, also Stan and Gorilla are asking where the fuck are literally any other referees to which they, I guess, decided to be like, what are they all in the back playing poker right now?
1: commentary i'm gonna need you to stop
0: and i think he says something
1: else to that effect too because i have because i have a third i have another note just below that that's in all caps commentary stop pointing out all the fucking plot holes
0: i don't i don't know what else they say besides those two things oh Um,
1: oh also yeah so okay so two two fun things here uh as this is happening so razor at one point tries to grab sean for a superplex like in the corner and sean just kind of like nopes him away by elbowing him in this kind of like delightfully nonchalant way i thought that was sweet and also razor took his fucking stupid pills because yeah the ref gets knocked down by by sean slash diesel and the razor knows that the ref is down and still just kind of goes for the razor's Keeps edge. going yeah oh no that's what it was yeah so the ref so 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 razor goes for the razor's edge doesn't try to get the ref up uh, and then, of course, Diesel is like Diesel. Like this grabs is when Diesel decides
0: like, to show up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, Diesel wakes up a little bit, or D- Diesel shows up a little bit. He like kind of grabs on and tries to fuck with with Razor.
0: Yeah. He, and he, Gorilla he, he, takes the, he takes the intercontinental title belt, wraps it around his elbow, and then elbow drops under Razor.
1: Yes. With the belt. Yeah. And then Gorilla goes to ask. Why didn't he just do the sensible thing of waking the ref up and placing or placing Sean on top of Razor and then waking the ref
0: up the commentary. I need you to stop pointing out all the fucking plot holes. Yeah. So after that move, Sean takes an extremely long time to pin Razor off of getting hit
1: like why is everybody in this match at their stupidest tonight what is so happening? as
0: sean crawls over to pin razor out comes marty flipping genetti
1: yeah i thought at this point he'd been diagnosed with unemployable drug abuser and wasn't going to be around anymore
0: oh uh, he's getting close don't you worry about that uh, uh but he is sworn enemies with sean and so yes marty interrupts the pin sean tries to hold marty to get punched predictably diesel just then punches sean instead uh the early era really big into malfunction at the junctions by like holding a guy to get punched and then the yes. guy just ducks
1: <laughs> yeah you th- you think you think watching enough tape people would like at see the problem there at some point understand right
0: Right, but Sean Diesel hits Sean, and Razor rolls up Sean off of the punch. We are building to Razor and Diesel eventually. Uh, Sean and Diesel breaking up. Um, yes. But he Poor rushed Sean Razor. Can't
1: pull down a stable friend in this in this business. No, he
0: can't. Uh, so Razor rolls up Sean for the win, and Paul oh, Ballbearer is back. To show us a very special room. I don't want to see a special room. stranger danger, stranger danger. <laughs> I don't want to see your special room in the abandoned theater in the in the basement yeah. of the abandoned theater. Yeah,
1: he well, he violates our consent and shows it to us anyway. It's I do. A, I, it's I a
0: fucking dressing room, apparently. Yeah, it's a dressing room.
1: Ah, uh, yes, the special room. And
0: he he talks about Harry Houdini was in this room at one point. I guess I don't hey. know and he's X. like oh, he can feel the spirits now
1: i also love no whenever spirits. Paul like i i have to say before you before you do the speaking spirits line, i also love whenever paul turns his head and you can see his neck is like normal flesh color like we've just got the palest face in the world and then he turns his neck and it's like oh yeah that's like a real a real person why don't you you bl- bl- blend your foundation
0: dip shit Not- yeah, sorry, David, they did not, they didn't bother to blend the foundations there. They got so into the makeup, though, why didn't, whatever,
1: okay, yeah,
0: so. But then he so, poorly segues about spirits, speaking, yeah, speaking of, spirits, of spirits, tonight, Bam Bam Bigelow versus Mabel of Men on a Mission. Yeah, I guess
1: Mabel and Bam Bam are spirits, very, very, very progressive of the Fed to employ ghost wrestlers that, that All thank right. you, good job, and bam,
0: bam!
1: Jesus Christ! Bam bam. bam, bam! Is only marginally stupider than hearing anyone else say "bam, bam." Bigelow.
0: Yeah. So, Bam, Bam Bigelow comes out with his manager Luna Vashon. Yeah, Gorilla, Luna's here, and Gorilla is trying to stir the fucking pot about oh how, like, that they are they are getting married soon is what I've been hearing.
1: I think Gorilla just, the way he talks about her, I think Gorilla just wants to fuck Luna, and it's very sad that that uh, 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 Bam Bam Bigelow beat him to it.
0: And then, we're on a mission!
1: Yeah, a mission. Claim? Is that you?
0: Uh, my next note was, thank God for gangster rap, as <laughs> this is a rap gimmick, except it is 1994, which means it's before the days where gangster rap took over what the mainstream idea of what rap music is yes Th- this is when like
1: is for white people
0: right like at this point in time in 1994 if you ask someone to name a black rapper they would mostly answer MC hammer and that a hundred percent defines what men on a mission are like they literally oh steal the net the the catch the, the hit song from from tag team whoop, there it, whoop is. there it is they literally are like their crowd catchphrase is whoop there it is i'm like this oh my fucking god yeah
1: how the fuck did they not get sued into oblivion for that
0: because they're not singing the song so they're just using the they phrase, don't need to sing the song. fucking
1: fucking vanilla ice got in all that was would got got all that legal swampery going just for having a modded bass
0: line yeah, but he, but but Vanilla Ice won that, so you know, what does that tell you? Fuck, oh,
1: oh, God, I hate music copyright law. Anyway, yeah, so
0: any yeah, men on a mission are here, and there are layers to that name, by the way, because not only or is Mom as I as Mom. you could as, Mom is their name that is also the initials of the members of the group. It is yeah. Mabel, Mo, and Oscar. Oscar is the one who does the rapping. Um, and he's not a wrestler. He, uh, Oscar yeah. be like,
1: I'm not a wrestler. I'm not so wrestling. stop wrestling at me.
0: Yeah.
1: Oscar be like, I'm about to end this man's whole career.
0: Uh, then Stan Lane, while this is, entrance is happening, suggests that Bam Bam doesn't look like a guy that would like rap, more of a heavy metal guy. To yes, which my first thought was, of course, it's because he's white, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's because he's tattooed and white. Excuse you, Metally, that tattooed, that white admittedly white.
0: does fit my stereotype for heavy metal people fans. But also, be like, what do you what do you mean? He doesn't look like a guy that likes rap. Like, what are you trying to say with that, Stan?
1: It means it means he's in he's in the ring with some some real rappers, and don't don't ask why we associate. The mom with 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 real rappers. Right. Um, uh, also, and... gorilla calls gorilla calls like this hoodie that that um, Mabel is wearing a, uh, a tablecloth. And uh, <laughs> excuse you, gorilla. No, excuse you. That is clearly a drug rug.
0: Yeah, it's so...
1: like literally he's wearing like the stoner hoodie pattern. That yeah, it's, it is... it's a drug rug, not a tablecloth. Get it? Yeah, right.
0: it's this it's this big hoodie thing. It's in like purple and white stripes. <laughs>
1: Yes, and it's got like some little, uh, it's got some little like decals on. But it's mm-hmm. it's it's a drug rug. It's it's so, it's the stoner hoodie.
0: Yeah. So Bam Bam tries to start the match, but mid entrance, so like Mabel doesn't get his his hoodie off immediately. Uh, but Mabel on for a yeah it does. But Mabel hits a goddamn arm drag and starts working the arm, and I was like, the fuck, man. Because yeah. You what? need to understand, for Pete, for those of you who have never watched Mabel, Mabel is legit like five hundred fucking pounds. He's he a is big a man. huge dude, and he's not that athletic either. So yeah. him working arm drags, I'm like, the fuck are you doing?
1: Excuse you, why are you trying to do mat work? You're a big hoss. Get hossin
0: which I wrote Mabel working the arm, which means Mabel just lays on the ground holding Bam Bam's arm. And they're like, oh, yeah. look at this devastating maneuver. Um, <laughs> Bam Bam goes, gets, ends up getting up. He goes, Bam Bam goes for a suplex, but Mabel is too fucking big. And uh, he gets DDT'd instead. And this is when Mabel takes his jacket off, to which I wrote, he should have left the jacket on. Because it reveals yeah. that like, okay. So Bottom, he has these like, Bright yellow pants with like <coughs> yeah. what what's the frilly cutoff thing I'm thinking of? I don't I don't
1: tassel? I don't fucking know.
0: It's it's tassel e and yeah. it's like okay, but when he takes off his jacket, you realize it's not just pants, it is a full body suit of bright, bright yeah. yellow.
1: He takes off this hoodie and there's just a whole ass shirt component underneath. Why do you need the hoodie then? I mean, he's, yeah, maybe he's
0: a hip hop rapper, so he's got to have the jacket. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well,
1: that's the thing is, is like, yeah, he's probably he's probably hitting that hitting that uh, li- little bit of that grass backstage, and he wants the smell to embed into the hoodie much more than his actual gear. Yeah,
0: they almost so, they tease they tease me that something interesting might happen as Mabel gets knocked to the outside, and Bam Bam spends a hot second of like kicking at Mabel every time Mabel tries to get back in the ring. But while yeah. that's happening oscar and luna vashaan get in the ring and look like they're about to throw down
1: dude i didn't fuck i didn't even notice that i was so this was another match i was kind of mad on although it wasn't oh i'm bad,
0: very mal, like, on, I'm mad yeah, on it i'm mad it wasn't nearly matches.
1: see th- yeah which is a shame because he like it, it's mom seems like fun but but like but all yeah. of them
0: stuck as wrestlers so and this is
1: just a big hoss be big hoss and match and and like unless you're like and it's not a terribly interesting rendition of the big hoss fight so it's just kind of like these two larger men smacking into each other a bunch and it's
0: you know yeah but we do get a a, a conversation about haircuts specifically okay so mabel has a bright yellow uh uh mohawk and Bam Bam is bald with his head and his head is tattooed.
1: Oh uh, my god.
0: So Gorilla comments, I didn't know who he was talking about, but I think future context says he was talking about Mabel, where he says this guy he has a great haircut for the electric chair. And then Stan Lane starts talking about Mabel living in the ghetto, to which I did not want to hear very white stan lane keep talking about this
1: uh oh stinky
0: and i have more notes about them living in the ghetto in the other match that the mom is in tonight fuck
1: i didn't even catch that shit and yes then Ban- god we are we are so insane because it's around this time i also commented on just what the fuck commentary is on at this point like i don't know if it's coliseum exclusive or what but like this shit feels rough. There's no story being communicated here. Nothing to draw me into the match. Just generic quipping, generic play-by-play, and Jesus Christ, never shutting the fuck up about the fact that Bam Bam Bigelow has head tattoos.
0: No, yeah, they were. They, cannot they, they wouldn't stop. shut up about Luna's facial tattoos either.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, they're like Gorilla, you know, dinosaur of the, of the 70s is like, gorillas or, or fuck ta- tattoos well that doesn't that doesn't seem very classy now does it and speaking that-
0: of gorillas uh okay so i assume this was in a relation to luna having a normal one on the outside which i mean of course <laughs> her just freaking out as always Dude, and- Luna
1: really was Vicky Guerrero's predecessor in terms of like ma- somehow maintaining a voice that just sounds deeply painful. Yeah, that is genuinely
0: what her fuck. voice is. Um, I have no idea how that. It's fuck. one of my better fucking impressions. Anyway, Stan <laughs> Lane uh, is seeing all this, and he's like, he's suggesting that maybe Luna needs to eat a banana to which my mind first went to the innuendo. And honestly, maybe I kind of wish it stuck to the innuendo. Yeah. Because what he proceeds to then say is like, hey, Gorilla, I bet you must have eaten plenty of bananas in your day. And Gorilla's like, hey, the fuck are you saying, man? Jesus Christ. Yeah, Stan The joke is, of course, gorilla
1: There is a gorilla Aint a lot of
0: bananas
1: Jesus Christ Stan. I every every word you say gets me a little closer to like nuclear death I think also there's a there's some moment where uh bam bam's in a corner and uh Babel comes like charging at him and he he kind of like I think like spin jumps and elbows him or something yeah like there I was always...
0: I was like, yeah, what are you? And and
1: commentary calls it some spinning martial arts style move, which, uh uh-huh. Yeah. Hey,
0: I bet bet there's a wrestler later that knows some spinning martial arts style moves. Mm. Um, But at this point, uh, I think Gorilla says this, who do you think put together these outfits, referring to both wrestlers? And Stan Lane goes, maybe Ray Charles?
1: Thank you, Stan.
0: All right, amazing.
1: Um, and okay, amazing.
0: the match fucking ends when Mabel clotheslines Bam Bam out of the ring. Except this also knocks Mabel down, Mabel out. and both men just stand, sit, lay on the ground for ten seconds. Another counted out.
1: Fucking, yeah, again, the re- I guess the rest just generally counted like people in the New Generation because legitimately, ten real actual time seconds would pass and then the match would be over it wasn't some like we're gonna make the 10 count last for two fucking minutes bullshit this was legitimately 10 seconds and and you're done and that's it so a second fucking double count out ending that's great why do we have two of these on here why is why is paul bearer so seemingly impressed by this
0: all right we cut we cut back to paul bearer and we talked about the stranger danger of the special room in the dressing <laughs> room, but here might have been peak stranger danger, Paul Bear, uh-huh. uh, when he said, "Oh, I would never leave you alone. Are well, you looking? Especially, are you looking for? I would never leave you alone, especially in a dark, cold place like this." Bad touch, do touch. Bad... No, stranger danger. Stranger danger. Calling my mom! Get out of here!
1: Oh my and, god.
0: Oh, uh, he, he he says he where he's going to take us to the theater. I think this is the one when he says that one. Yeah. Man, yeah, because the I next can't. time he's there. But he I says, going upstairs Paul. to the theater.
1: I can't, uh, man. It's, it's so goofy, but I can't hate Paul. My man was clearly having, like, the most fun out of anyone in this company ever.
0: Hi, did you hi diddly day an actor's life is gay i don't know any of the other words to the song she <laughs> <laughs> didn't even get the first
1: the first version of the chorus it's hi diddly d an actor's life for me shut
0: the fuck up and man. also
1: and also i feel like i feel like it'd be slightly more appropriate if it was
0: hi ho hi ho it's off to my undertaker i call now you see i was trying to tie in the theater thing.
1: Yes that 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 too yeah either way paul bearer clearly loves what he's doing and for that reason even bad touches he is here i can't i can't hate him all that much
0: all right time for the fourth match of this show a wwf tag title match between the quebecers
1: yeah now we're on raw
0: and yeah we are now on raw now a lot of these matches for the rest of the tape were are just on raw and And we and we oh God
1: nightmare blunt rotation of of mcmahon and savage on commentary oh god oh geez oh no
0: at least jerry isn't here um, At least
1: jerry yes fair.
0: uh but it is there the quebecers are defending their tag team championships against the head shrinkers
1: yeah which the bloodline hello this fatu, shit uh, this shit perked me up immediately yeah
0: fatu samu their their uncle afa and the honorary ooze of this OG bloodline, yes. Captain Lou Albano,
1: Lou L- Albano, Luce Albano. I don't know. We'll workshop it. Either way, the OG Sammy Zayn. Yeah, mm-hmm. fucking Fatu steps out, and I'm like, wait, that looks like Solo Solo and I'm like, wait, if that looks like Solo Sakoa, that means that's that's Rikishi. It is
0: before yeah, he
1: fucking bes- Rikishi jump scare ass over here. Before God damn.
0: Rikishi got very obsessed with asses, um, <laughs> this I think you mean before
1: Mc- Vince McMahon got very obsessed with Rikishi's ass.
0: That's fair. Uh, this is Rikishi as part of the head shrinkers, the kind of second generation of Afa and Sam uh, Afa and Sika, the wild Samoans.
1: <clears throat> yeah, fucking fucking who who'd have thought that um rikishi it's so wild to think of like rikishi being the the hot new samoan in the game like this that man is like it's passed on to his to his child that man is very much not here anymore but like in the 90s he was like he was the the hot new part of part of the bloodline complete with his own personal og Sami Zayn, and everything um, man, I, I love I loved the match where Lu Bano ended Sika's 800 day reign as, as world champion. Mm-hmm. That that's that's my favorite. Uh, the, the cycle just repeats itself. Yeah. acknowledge, so...
0: acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. Yeah. The tribal so, no. cheeks.
1: Hey, no that this shit is this shit is actually kind of sick. I I perked up once. I was like, oh hey, Bloodline is here. That's fun. So that perked me up a little bit.
0: Yeah. So, early in the match, uh, it is the head shrinkers taking control. Samu hits one headbutt to Jacques Rougeau. And he just starts fucking sneezing. (laughs) Because because a headbutt from a Samoan is basically undefeatable. It is the the most dangerous thing in a wrestling ring.
1: Yeah, why do you think two spears from Roman Reigns will allegedly just fucking murder you? Mm -hmm. Got that bony head, man.
0: So the head just kind of beat the shit out of the Quebecers in the early part of the match. And the Quebecers, uh, uh, who are Jacques Rougeau, Pierre Olette who um, uh, it's, I'll, I'll talk more about that in a second. And their manager, Johnny Polo, uh, who is the future Raven. All of these people what? have such interesting career paths as <laughs> Jacques Rougeau was part of the Rougeau brothers in the 80s. Oh. And then he became the Mountie. Wait! Hold on! Hold up a second! I thought that
1: fucking outfit looked familiar! I was like, hey, that what he's wearing looks like the goddamn Mountie getup. That's a funny coincidence. Nope, I guess he just kept his One gear. of them
0: is the Mountie. Yeah, uh, I guess then, he just
1: kept his Rebecca's gear.
0: And then Pierre uh, would become a pirate. I don't remember his name off the top of my head but then more interestingly I think in terms of wrestling in 2023 what? uh Pierre would get a career renaissance in Ring of Honor as PCO who is Frankenstein zombie man
1: uh what
0: Yeah um PCO is honestly sick as hell now but- What He's in as impact in he's, now as well. He's, uh, he's wrestling. He's
1: wrestling in the year of our Lord 2023 as a zombie man.
0: Yes. What? Impact? Yeah, what the fuck? And then of course Johnny Polo is the future of Raven yes. of ECW also, ROH and all that.
1: Why is ROH letting a dumb fuck zombie gimmick in?
0: I mean, you could ask why did they let Danhausen in? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Uh.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Fuck you. I like Dan Housen. He gets a pass. Shut up.
0: I like, I do too. I'm just saying is ring ring of honor. You know, they eased up on the, we got to be the serious wrestling uh, company Uh, a little bit, Uh, but the Quebecers have decided they're just going to leave because they're the champs and they can just take a count out loss. They do not give a fuck they bounce and i'm like
1: are we about to get another dumb fuck count out oh, but so no 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 know?
0: well first captain lou decides to just go chase after them
1: yeah lua ben but, was like uh no fuck you
0: but earl hebner who is the referee of this match decides nuh-uh and he goes to howard finkel the ring announcer and howard finkel goes uh if the quebecers do not get back in the ring by the count of 10 they will not only lose the match they will also lose the tag team championships
1: fucking based goaded red-pilled earl hebner telling the quebecers to go fuck themselves and the quebecers stampede back to the ring looking pissed as hell about this which is great
0: mm-hmm. uh then as we get back to a commercial break or i think is a commercial break they just flash a white light on the screen yeah the instant, and then we are suddenly at a different part of the match yeah, so hello
1: again seizures my old friend
0: uh yes um then uh Afa starts giving orders in another language. I did not yes. bother to look up what the uh main language of American Samoa might be. So I'll just say another language. And Randy Savage proceeds to assume that Afa is ordering a sandwich. I'm like, cool, great, thank you. Thank Randy. you. That thank was very you.
1: God. nightmare blunt rotation for real. At one point, uh uh fucking Fatu gets clotheslined by one of the Quebecers, and he just starts seizing.
0: That's was just a how you line, sell. Was
1: it clothesline <laughs> that powerful? Mm-hmm. What the power? Big power old, power
0: big power old. old USA chance happened. Yeah, and I was like, this is surprisingly inclusive of American Samoa. Not I know.
1: I guess we just hate comedy Canadians so goddamn much. Yeah, fuck
0: the French Canadians. You know. True. Yeah even, the even,
1: yeah even savage calls us out he's i think he i think he also sounded a little surprised he's like you know mcmahon i i think that's for the american samoa it looked like he was checking his nose to see if that was right because yeah th- i guess the crowd is like weirdly not racist about the the head shrinkers i guess they're allowed to be brown if they're baby faces thank yeah, you your, crowd.
0: your baby faces you can you can it's fine
1: you get to be um, americans if not what are these fucking foreigners doing around yeah, these parts
0: so, so samu, samu hot tags in from fatu and then uh samu though gets thrown into the ropes and get his neck stuck yeah, in holy the
1: rope was that on purpose that was I don't that don't insa- so that, that was, was gnarly insane. Hell, my yeah I my man i was worried for him
0: I didn't get a good look at what like the Quebecers were doing because that would have probably been the biggest hint of like whether that was I, supposed to happen. From what I
1: saw, they made it look like they were working it, uh, but I think there was also a very deliberate attempt by them to like kind of quickly unravel him and throw him back to the center of the ring. Yeah, because they
0: use what like they usually work. do with that kind of spot is like it's like manacles, like you get you like yeah, you tie I mean, up your, your arms. Order stuck in the ropes not by the neck
1: not by the neck no that i don't think that was terribly intentional on their no. part and i think the beckers were quickly like fuck 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 we gotta get him out of god damn it yeah no <laughs> this is very
0: this got very dangerous very quickly
1: yeah uh but like for real uh this is the point where i make a note of like yo this match is actually kind of sick though
0: they're they're trying their hardest it helps this is a T. this was a tv match this, yeah, know. and
1: it helps that the bloodline just fucking rules. They like also you can oh, just,
0: both these tag teams are good. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, fuck the Quebecers because they annoy me personally. But but no, they there is good in ring chemistry and there's decent work rate and I'm engaged and I am quite. Invested what a, what a all nice of a little in,
0: what a nice highlight to this video yeah, was the head yeah, of Quebecers.
1: It's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of sick. Um
0: uh, so edit- okay. Jacques gets hit with a Jacques hits Samu with a pile driver to and after that uh we get um Randy Savage saying, Oh, don't count your chickens or your Samoans before they hatch, McMahon.
1: Apparently Randy Savage thinks Samoans come out of eggs. Thank you, Randy.
0: Yeah, so the Quebecers go for their finisher, which, which we will later learn is called the Tower. Uh Samu just rolls away. And Johnny Polo goes to interfere, gets gets intercepted by Albano and Afa. Fatu well, goes. Hmm?
1: So well, yeah. so a little bit more on the failed, um, the the failed fucking finisher. Because the finisher involves one of the Quebecers getting up on the other's shoulders and being like slammed down. So, so Samu rolling away. It's an
0: assisted, it's an it's an assisted Swanton bomb, really.
1: Yeah, malfunction junction. What's your Because fu- whoever the fuck was on top just goes slamming down hard onto the mat. Yeah, but the rolling. but then
0: the but then the real malfunction is they get Samu. Is Samu forces the Quebecers to hit each other. So he can hit the hot tag to Fatu, who they hit a double team mover. It's like a forward leg sweep, but both of them hold the guy down and sweep the leg. It's kind of wild. Uh, then Fatu hits a top rope splash and the head shrinkers are the new no! WWF tag team champions. That shit was so
1: sick. I was not actually expecting that. But holy shit, tag team belts go go to the the, the, the bloodline the head shrinkers i thought when i when i heard head shrinkers i thought i was gonna be eye rolling the whole time but no they're great and it's sick that they have like lou albano in in their corner for a second generation and they put on a damn good match and they got a fucking feel good win of those tag belts that was sick and lou fucking lou is just like smiling his pretty little face off he is filled with joy exuberance at this moment it's delightful to see like a wholesome moment from old man face lou albano just Mm -hmm. feel good all around that damn that i actually enjoyed that a whole lot more please more of that
0: well right after this we do not get cut back to paul bearer for the first time tonight instead the earth starts to shake i
1: don't care again
0: it is earthquake versus atom bomb
1: adam Bomb, accompanied so, by oh hi Jim Cornette. Oh no, no, not Jim Cornette. Har Harvey Harvey,
0: Whip- Harvey Whippleman.
1: <clears throat> Harvey Whippleman. Who the fuck is Harvey Whippleman?
0: A known manager of the early to mid nineties. Um, yeah, I he... thought I thought
1: he was like young Cornette with a mustache. No,
0: not no, um. He is known for being a manager of these kind of mid-card monster heels of this time period. He's also known for um, winning the WWF Women's Championship in drag. If you want proof of how little of a fuck they gave about the women's title and the, in the late 90s, is Yikes. they had Harvey dress up in drag and win the belt.
1: Yikes. How long did he hold that belt for? They
0: immediately they immediately stripped him of the title because Harvey is not a woman. Okay. So they immediately were like fuck you, you, know, you fucking idiot. We're taking I'm this belt for, away.
1: I'm all for intergender wrestling but uh somehow that one doesn't feel uh doesn't feel quite right. doesn't uh, doesn't seem to to work that Anyway,
0: one. yeah, so I mean it it's, it's this is big man v big man again. Yeah,
1: another Big Hoss too, the Hossick Boogaloo also i guess they're they're coming off some kind of wrestlemania story earthquake and atom bomb either to yeah they wrestled
0: it wrestled they wrestled against each other at wrestlemania 10 this is this is a fantastic wrestlemania rematch to have to run on back
1: there yeah they're really the commentary is really putting over the fact that this was like a whole thing at wrestlemania and they're just running it back again and the fact that this match in particular means so much to Adam Baum's career. Why why? Like, I get we're running back a WrestleMania match, but like, shouldn't the WrestleMania match be the one that means so much to Adam Baum's career?
0: Don't don't think about it.
1: Okay. Okay, I won't. Well, I don't I didn't have very much of anything to say about this because this match means so much to Adam Baum's career. Well, that's probably a reason I haven't fucking heard of him before because he loses like a bitch pretty pretty Yeah, easily. um okay. At one point,
0: I don't even I don't even got the full context for why they were talking about it. But at one point, they just Vince just references North Korea. And presumably about North Korea having atomic bombs given the context of, you know, atom uh, yes. bomb here. Oh, uh, yeah. And I was like, "Oh god, I don't miss oh, Vince McMahon oh. trying to fit in current at topical pop culture into commentary i don't miss it even a little bit
1: hey y'all know saddam Hussein. y'all
0: y'all know y'all know y'all know y'all know y'all know kim jong-il yeah yeah
1: yeah fucking golden era and and uh and new generation but biting biting political commentary that Vince put forth, you know, we're really trying to, we're really trying to put forward a show with a message.
0: He uh, he also referenced some fucking thing that Madonna did at some recent awards show, he tried to tie that. Yeah, in well, somewhere. okay, at least
1: Madonna has no wait, no, not Madonna. I'm thinking of Cindy Lopper. Never mind.
0: Now they're just like, oh, you know, Madonna was in the news, so we're gonna bring Thank it up. Thank you. We gotta show, you, we got got have to show how own, topical and live we are. You have your own personal in-house, like
1: Blonde, uh, firebrand sex symbol, hotshot lady singer on your payroll. Her name is Cyndi Lauper. Why are you talking about Madonna?
0: Because this uh, Madonna is the hot new. We got to show Raw has to show that we are live and we can, we then we are uncut, uncensored, uncooked so we are going to talk about pop culture
1: but yeah uncooked raw <laughs> yeah but
0: like but fucking but you have cindy lopper just talk about her and it's a much what, low, was, what was cindy lopper doing in 1994
1: i don't know but Nothing. wwf Nothing.
0: that's her. right she wasn't doing anything
1: to be fair i also don't don't know what the fuck madonna was doing in 1994.
0: yeah I, I didn't really pay and i didn't write down What he said, I just remembered he brought up Madonna and was like, okay, thanks, Vince.
1: Yeah, sure. Sure, Vince, whatever.
0: But yeah, um, they also try to hint at like, so Harvey Whippleman has been feuding with Howard Finkel, the ring announcer. And, like, at one point in the match, Harvey Whitland just starts talking shit to Howard Finkel. Harvey walks away, and then Howard gets up from his chair like he's about to go do something. And then he doesn't do anything.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a feud that'll sell tickets. I can feel the heat emanating of, oh, God, I don't care god I yeah, so
0: earthquake oh, hits all his moves which is he gets mm, the belly to belly then an elbow drop then a leg drop and it's tremor time so he starts jumping up and down uh, in a circle uh, and then he runs and sits on atom bomb as he does for the win and gorilla who is on commentary for this match calls it a 6.5 on the richter scale
1: Thank you. Yeah, we gotta put over that earthquake mentor's on the Richter scale. Wagony, walk wagony, walk
0: So now we cut back to Paul Bear, who is in an old abandoned theater, and he is like up in the up in the up in the seats, and yeah, uh, they have like to like a small tiny spotlight, spotlight find him.
1: Yeah, which takes about thirty seconds. He's. He's like a decent bit into his monologue before the spotlight actually fucking finds him. Uh, and he goes, I hope you all, are you. I, I hope you love all the
0: matches you've seen so far. I have not.
1: I no. have not. No.
0: Uh, but then like, here's, here's another one. one. Yeah, here's yeah, another one
1: boy. He's like, I don't know how to transition this.
0: Here's another one. We've already talked about how I'm very unhappy. They just wrote Paul Bearer to have no jokes, um, Paul but Bear,
1: famously zero personality.
0: Yeah. So the next match is WWF Champion Brett the Hitman Hart versus yeah. Quang.
1: Who? Oh, uh, uh, so, I, yeah. I didn't realize we were uh, getting in this video to watch an early preview of Ant Man Three.
0: Oh right, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah I, it, <laughs> that's, that's very like, topical. That movie comes out to that movie comes out tomorrow from the, yeah. time the day we are recording this. Um, I,
1: I have no frame of reference for anyone else whose name sounds like Quang or Kang or whatever.
0: Quang the Conqueror is uh, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> so. Quang over here is the future. You
1: sound like sp- you a speech impediment whenever you say it. The, you, you cannot say Quang without sounding like you, you struggle with saying the letter R. It's Quang. Ah, uh,
0: Quang da Conqua. Uh, uh,
1: be valley, valley quiet. quiet. I'm, I'm hunting Quang.
0: Quang. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Oh, God. Oh, no. So,
0: Quang is uh, the future. Sabio Vega, who is most known for being like. Steve Austin's like first WrestleMania opponent and being part of Los Barriqua and the leader of Los Barriquas. Oh, the group I of Puerto Rican dudes.
1: I remember that name vaguely
0: Cause we, we were in the attitude era for gang wars. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: The race war. I mean the gang war. I mean the faction war.
0: Yes. So, but before he was Savio Vega, he was Quang They put him in a mask and they pretended he is a martial arts expert
1: because he does
0: like the like the tiger claw thing. He does the tiger claw
1: thing. He'll like jump and do something approximating like a kick. kick.
0: He'll do a round. He'll do something of a roundhouse kick. Therefore, he is a martial arts
1: expert. And and we see off the bat. uh, Okay, well, first of all, first of all, okay. Before we before we get to 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 stuff in ring, I do I do want to give a shout out to i don't know so brett's making his entrance and he is so so supremely over he's hot dogging with the crowd uh i don't know who had a better night uh the kid who got the, the 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 customary sunglasses um or the fucking teenage girl next to that kid who managed to like grab the side of brett's head Pull him in and sneak in a fucking kiss on his cheek. I don't. What one of those two had the best what? night of of yeah, either what? Of their lives? I'm not sure which it is. What
0: what what fortitude to do that? Pull that shit.
1: There there is an audacity, Austin, that you can only find in 13 year old girls. She, that 13 year old girl was,
0: said, uh, "You miss 100 percent of the shots. You don't take. You <laughs> don't
1: take. Yeah, and Brett doesn't like." rebuff her anything he just kind of like he's like oh okay i guess this is happening all right now. I, guess, because, I guess we're doing this because brett is a is a treasure and the world does not deserve him but so he eventually does make it in ring uh and he and uh he and quang are are starting to kind of like get warmed up and quang oh god he's got the green mist and he he shoots uh, excuse it and he he sprays the it air. up in the air, but
0: excuse you, Vince I'm calls it that cold. green slime. Is what he calls it.
1: The worst part is there; these fucking wrestling weeaboos probably have come up with a, a distinction between green mist and green slime. I, I, yeah, I mean, they have
0: a distinction between all the color mists. Like yes, what green, black, red—they all got they got fucking means. But yeah, uh, I guess
1: I guess the green mist either. Uh, doesn't do anything or is supremely cheap to get your hands on because or sorry the green slime because yeah my man just at the beginning of the match before the match even really starts he, he just spits it air.
0: up in the air he doesn't not, spit it at the rat
1: so I, and he doesn't ever use it ever again in the so i guess it, maybe maybe that one's just for aesthetic I don't know. But well, he's a
0: dumb... Well, or he's just a dumbass. Orbit,
1: or he's just a dumbass. Well, if your name is Quang, your name, you probably don't rank super high on the yeah. in-ring intelligence scale.
0: So Brett starts working the arm, and Harvey Whippleman over... get They pick up his audio where it's like, this man is gonna humiliate you. Yeah, I, I doubt that, Whippleman. I
1: somehow uh, doubt that one.
0: But Brett, while he's got... Wang in an arm hold he spits at harvey
1: he does i missed that
0: no he like he just has him in an arm hold he like spits like the way you just like you know normally yeah. just like spits. brett's
1: like he fuck do- this guy He
0: directs it at harvey
1: fuck this guy in his stupid mustache
0: yep uh, here's what
1: i think about your supposed man who will embarrass me uh yeah but, but Wang.
0: Like- but Quang, he throws Brett out of the ring and Brett hurts his wrist. Oh no! Uh, oh yeah. Also, I I I need to set up
1: for a payoff in a little bit that Brett is like, or wait, wait, fuck. No, this is later. No, this is later. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Keep going. Keep going. I got I got my wires crossed for a uh, second. Yeah. So Brett has have, Brett, we have the Brett best has, has a has the, a
0: wrist has a thing. Door. Yeah, but we got the best flash cut ever where Quang has Brett against the ring post and he goes to karate kick him and he misses and kicks the post. And then they flash cut to Quang beating Brett's ass in the ring with no context for how we got from A to B here.
1: (laughs) We had a a commercial break and then another one two seconds after the last one ended. And now all of a sudden we're here.
0: Yeah, and then I snarked about the not-the-trapezius-area hold because they start... Quang starts working like a claw <laughs> hold where he, like, claws into Brett's traps. Which oh, Which, of no. course, Brett, with full ability to use his arms and legs, is simply incapable of escaping this claw.
1: Excuse you, Austin. Were you not also a uh, an elementary schooler at one point in your life? You know how deadly... That pressure point is in your in your trap. All right,
0: it, it is honestly the worst part about all claw holds, not just the trapezius one. That it's like it's it's he's just clawing, he's just like pawing you with one hand. Why are you not doing literally anything to get Again, out of
1: this? That deadly pressure point. It paraly you can't you can't do anything. Someone someone gets you there, and it's it's all over. You're done.
0: And then this match kicks into high gear. Because Owen Hart calls in on commentary.
1: commentary. That's a th- I've never ever seen that before. Early,
0: this is very much an early Raw idea of like have oh guys God. call into commentary to talk shit,
1: <laughs> and somehow that idea snowballed into the anonymous general manager emailing on a laptop live. So like you know maybe the idea never really went away.
0: Mm-hmm. But Owen is just like. I've already beat Brett and I'm gonna beat him again on the revenge tour because that's yeah, there's a
1: WrestleMania revenge That's tour? that's how, how they're like, brand
0: bro? that's that's how they're branding their house shows post WrestleMania is the WrestleMania uh, Revenge Tour. Oh, uh, oh yeah,
1: Owen, oh, you're definitely gonna get meaningful victories against Brett on the House shows.
0: Yeah, but Owen has already beat Brett once, in fact, at WrestleMania 10. Uh before Brett fought Yokozuna, to make it fair to Yokozuna, Brett also had to wrestle a second match on that show, and mm. so he wrestled Owen Hart in a one-on-one match, their best one-on-one match, and oh. Owen beat him clean. Uh, So that was the thing coming out of WrestleMania, is Owen was pissed off that he beat his older brother. He proved that he was the superior heart, and nobody cares about that because in the main event, Brett won the title. So nobody cares that yeah, I honestly, beat Brett. I
1: would, be, would be pissed too. I feel like as Owen, I'd be like, no, that's my title shot now.
0: Yeah, so that's what Owen's on about. But uh, yeah. the only funny 20- part, poor, o-
1: honest- poor Owen so- on, on call. He's, this man sounds like he like just woke up. He's like so low energy. He's like, he's like, yeah, I, 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 I just like to submit. I don't, I, I hate you, Brett. Uh, you're a shitty big brother. Um, I, I beat you once. I'll do it again. Come to the house shows, please.
0: Come to the house shows, please. Buy tickets. We need please it so tickets. badly. Yeah.
1: Um, I was like, this lacks the energy of of the of the promo that the words make it sound like it should be. Because mm-hmm. he's like, uh, he's basically beat all. I'm gonna fucking murder you, Brett. But he's uh, he's just so like. Yeah, uh, the, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get him on the on the Revenge Tour and it's gonna be great. And uh, yeah, fuck, just once again, fuck you, Brett.
0: <laughs> the best part about this call-in is that Owen is trying to make a point about how he's confident and he's the best, but Brett keeps in this moment in the ring pinning playing. Yeah. so Vince has to keep cutting him off to count to do commentary. <laughs> I don't so know if that,
1: was- that was timed on purpose, but that was some.
0: It was Perfect very timing. funny. Uh, but the old the hitman go hits the Russian leg sweep and then the sharpshooter for the win. Walking
1: walk Remember And 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 quang taps out to that shit quick. Speaking of power creep, remember when people used to just auto-tap to the sharpshooter? Y'all, Yo, do you remember those days? Pepperidge mm-hmm. Farm remember.
0: Hey. Uh, then Matt's number seven on the show. The Quebecers are back, okay. and so is Jeff Jarrett, so Jeff Jarrett, and so is fixed-
1: fucking Men on a Mission,
0: mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. uh oh, Oscar talks shit about Jeff Jarrett in the opening rap because it's a rap v country thing we got going on. Hey, the- and I couldn't hear a goddamn thing Oscar was saying because they mic'd him terribly. Oh my God, I how the f- what the fuck was he even saying? I just heard noise.
1: Yeah, how is it that in the same week, uh, I have watched. Things from i've watched episodes of wrestling three decades apart and both of them included someone rapping at jeff Jarrett. time jeff is Jarrett a just flat. knows
0: how to bring that out of people uh, time is a here's where i made a note from uh i believe gorilla might have said that now gorilla didn't say that this was stan lane where stan lane's referring to men on a mission Honestly, both of them. Uh, To have a haircut like that in the ghetto, you have to be tough. Oh, my God. And then Gorilla reiterates his good haircut if you're going in the chair line. He really liked that line and had to keep hitting it. Uh, But, yes, as David alluded to, Doink the Clown is the sixth and final wrestler here. And don't worry, he has his little buddy with him. Doink the Clown.
1: I forgot about fucking Dink. I was
0: so pissed
1: <laughs> and this yeah so so they all get into the ring and and on commentary fucking what what's what's his name Lane just Stan, J- J- Stan Lane Stan Lane calls Doink the consummate Matt grappler which you yeah, big fucking X there. oh you
0: want you want to know what they do on commentary here as this match gets started gorilla is talking about tag team cohesion he's like the Quebecers only speak french to each other how is jeff jarrett going to communicate with them yeah if i guess the they Quebecers know are like english
1: sing, are like the sing cars of their day refusing to speak english except
0: they do speak english oh, okay. in promos Oh, Um, well then. (laughs) But we got Stan Lane saying maybe he's got a French to English translation thing in the corner. Uh, I would love for Jeff Jarrett (laughs) to pull out a fucking French to English dictionary. And rapidly
1: flipping through it, trying to find the translation for suplex.
0: Yep. Uh, But then. But then. Also, wait, wait,
1: wait. Apparently, according to Gorilla Monsoon, Jacques... Quebec got arrested in New York City
0: for something. Oh fucking Christ. I didn't catch that, but I know what that's a joke about. Is this a shit? So no. <laughs> so in SummerSlam 91, the Mountie fought the big boss man in a loser must stay overnight in a New York City jail match.
1: What the, the boss
0: man won. Of and they course. said a whole bit of of the of the Mountie being dragged to the police station and forcefully thrown in jail what? for a night.
1: What man? <coughs> Why? Why is the new generation, Austin? That's Why not is the new it?
0: generation. That was ninety one. That was golden era. They did that shit.
1: Okay. Well, the golden era is also fucking goofy half the time the 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 new generation just crystallized it
0: Mm -hmm. okay but uh on the commentary jacques and pierre like hug each other or something and Stan Lane and uh, Gorilla go full gay or European, or more accurately, gay or Canadian about it, oh where God. they're where they're like, you know, Canadian, you know, that's 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 kind of weird how they embrace each other like that. They're like, well, you know, they apparently do that all the time in Canada. That's apparently a thing.
1: No, it was fine. They turned to the camera and said, "No homo, it's okay."
0: They said, "No homo, they're just Canadian." <laughs>
1: they said, "No homo," but but in French, yeah also man at one point we get a close-up of like doink man that is not not matt Matt (laughs) born it's not matt born like you can't like like you can't like if you were in the crowd you wouldn't be able to tell because the makeup is just so like like I know for a fact that the makeup can do a really good job at disguising whoever the fuck is under it. Because I've seen a clip of Jericho disguising himself as Doink the Clown and did not register that it was Jericho until he revealed himself. And someone Mm -hmm. said that's Chris Jericho. But, like, when you get really up close, I don't remember exactly what Matt Bourne looks like, but I know generally what his face looks like under the Doink makeup, and that did not quite line up. Oh, no.
0: So... A significant part of the match is Doink the Clown getting his ass kicked because guess what? As I mentioned, Mo and Mabel both suck. So yeah, guess yeah, who's going to be thing. the one to like so, do work most of the match?
1: So, so one member of Man on uh, of Man on a Mission starts the match. But the very quickly tags into Doink and Jared's in the Jared's the current legal man when Doink tags in and Jared Jared is
0: terrified of fighting Doink one on one. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Jared is apparently scared to be in the ring with Doink X. This is on,
0: this is the dorkiest Def Jared has ever looked. Is being afraid to fight Doink the Clown. Maybe
1: he's got a fear. Maybe he's just got. Maybe he's just scared of clowns. You know, perfectly understand. So it's Everyone's a lot
0: of three on it. one on Doink, and to which commentary in Gorilla being a idiot is like Dude. yelling at Doink for not tagging out, as if Doink has just been choosing to not do that, as opposed Dude, he, to just getting his ass kicked.
1: Yeah. So so at one point so so like once it kind of becomes clear that doink is staying in this match for a hot second, um, fucking gorilla is like, um, he's commenting on the lawlessness of this match. And he's like, uh, one referee cannot handle a six man tag and gorilla. I'm going to need you to stop fucking asking questions. And then, but yeah, he does admonish doink with a, with a comment that feels, uh, Mm, a little a little meta textual, intentional or no, with Doink doesn't know when to get out. Which um considering they felt the need to carry on this gimmick even after Matt Born Rage quit. Uh yeah, I would agree. Get this Aye. get get Doink the fuck out of here. Get him out. Not of this match, just in general. Run him out of town. I don't care. Yeah, so
0: and, and the commentary are like, I guess the baby faces didn't do their homework. Just. Realize they need to like tag in and out. And I'm like, holy shit! The heels have just been beating up Doink this whole time. When and there's have tag somebody out. There is somehow.
1: Let's go, Doink Chance, going the entire time. Doink Why is, is he over? over. And Why? This is the- Why is this dumb fucking clown over?
0: Because he gets beat up the entire like time. Clowns. No, uh, they I love- don't that's Some incorrect people like clowns um,
1: <laughs> well i guess they are fans of a company that was founded by vincent k mcmahon so you know what that stands
0: yes yeah, so i was say before <laughs> before they focused solely on day on doink uh there was a pierre versus mo set up and i wrote the battle of the less famous tag partners which yeah. I don't. Which is fair. I, I mentioned the P C O thing, but like more people know who the Mountie is Mountie than is. than who P C O is. Which is so I will one hundred percent say
1: shame.
0: Pierre is the less famous uh, Quebecer, and obviously Mo did absolutely nothing in wrestling. Yeah, decided. if Mabel and,
1: did nothing, Mo did less than nothing.
0: Oh, Mabel did so much shit. Uh, he won King of the Ring. He was in the Ministry of Darkness. He gained a gimmick where he is the world's biggest love machine and he fucks oh, people in the ass as his finisher. Oh, he, no. he did so much shit.
1: He wasn't terribly good, but he did do a no, lot.
0: No, he wasn't good. I'm going to be clear of that, but he has a very <laughs> long and well-known career. <laughs> oh
1: my God. Yeah. So they're, they're just beating up on Doink the whole time. They are not letting men on a mission at it on this on this match. um and uh fucking uh so doink uh, doink keeps inching closer and closer to hope spots there's this one point where he's like he's he's about to be subject to a the the same fucking i think the same like assisted swanton move from the quebecers but yeah, he just kind tower. of like they
0: use the they try to do the tower and he does and he's yeah. like no and he, he like sits, sits up he's laying and down and, and he sits
1: up and the crowd goes feral. Seeing the crowd go feral for men on a mission ex doink, just, it hurts my brain. But, I mean, it's I guess it's cool that these dudes, even if none of them left a terribly impactful proud legacy uh it's cool that they were naturally over like this and could get this much of a reaction from the crowd bizarre as it is but also well i did i okay i finished this with but why was it booked like this and i guess you've made it clear that's because Ben on a mission fucking suck
0: like mo and Ma- mo nor mabel could have worked the match so it had <laughs> they're to be like they're like
1: a six-man tag have fun doink
0: <laughs> yeah but mo- doink finally tags in mabel and they just start everyone starts whooping their whooping ass., uh, Doink runs Jeff Jarrett to the back. And then men on a mission, their finishing maneuver is um, Mo jumps on Mabel's back and then Mabel falls down. Oh, <laughs> and that's their finisher.
1: Oh, yeah, that gotta, we gotta have the fat men use their fatness as a weapon. Yay.
0: And then so Mabel wins. Fantastic. Um, Amazing. Paul Bear is back in the theater and he is showing off him and his Undertaker's favorite box in the theater to uh. watch performances of all the ghosts of the past.
1: I'm speaking getting of, real uncomfy.
0: Speaking of the past, I hope you've enjoyed all the past matches. Why
1: are these your picks, Paul? What about them makes them things worthy of showing us? They're not good. One of them was good. That that's You're it. You're
0: one for seven, and get, and spoiler warning, he will finish one for nine. Yeah, um, fucking true. So the next match is Yokozuna and Crush versus Randy Savage and Lex Luger. Um. We get an extremely long stare-off between Luger and Yoko to start the match. Uh they also want to
1: put over, they also really want to put over that this is an exclusive match. You will only ever see it on Coliseum. So much so that when Randy Savage is making his entrance, they say, look at Randy making his exclusive entrance. Oh yeah,
0: I was like, what?
1: Oh my god. And also. It should be noted, Randy is limping. They're 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 trying to put over a, a limp here.
0: Oh, uh, I got a note my, to make of that. That's
1: our yep. Me too. That's our special surprise. Uh, to I want to want
0: I want to point out though is uh, so is WWE Champion Yokozuna not deserving of an exclusive entrance? <laughs> well, I think
1: they're all exclusive entrances because it's an exclusive match. Get it?
0: Yeah. So okay. Um so they start trying to they open this the baby faces start the match with like working yokozuna's arm fascinating strategy uh but at some point they make a con they make a casual remark that danny davis is the referee danny davis is the ref. i'm like oh my god also okay
1: a few things because i had a few things before they they said danny davis First of all, they made a comment. I can't. I think it was about Savage because he was limping, but it also might have been about Luger, uh, where um, even when he's at fifty percent, he's dangerous, and I, I'm, yeah, a, I'm a really. About, they're
0: talking about Randy.
1: Okay, yeah, I'm gonna need Golden Age slash New Generation Combinators to stop trying to come up with mathematical proofs for wrestler performance. None of this y'all are Scott there.
0: Steiner. Please stop trying. They're not. Yeah,
1: this isn't quite up there with. It takes 15 minutes for him to get warmed up, but still, every time some of them tries to try to use numbers to justify, I my brain melts. Um, and 15 minutes but yeah, to warm
0: to, up Jesus is a classic.
1: Christ. Oh God. Lex here is so fucking. Oh, why is he so over?
0: Did it really just take being America boy? Was that it? Is that yes, really they, it? They will eventually, everyone will give up. Don't Yeah,
1: worry. everyone's like, oh, wait, he's boring and stupid and I don't like him. Yeah, okay. So, also, healed- one more thing we're getting USA chance, despite the fact that Crush is also from the USA.
0: All of them are technically American.
1: Yes, but Yoko is scary foreigner.
0: But Yoko is scary foreigner. Crush is friends with scary foreigner. And so Lex means- Luger is American hero. Therefore, USA. He USA. Is of, USA. Is scary foreigner. Mm-hmm. Um, the heels take over the match and they start working Randy Savage's back. And the commentary buries the fuck out of them. For not working the knee.
1: Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. Um. So I said I had some note about general shenanigans. I don't even know what the fuck that was. This was just. I mean, a it was probably.
0: I. I mean, I Randy Savage. I made a note of it and skipped over it. But Randy Savage would go up to the top rope to do the elbow drop, and um, Mister Fuji took the Japanese flag and whacked yeah, him back with it.
1: Yeah, Fuji's Fuji's fucking around and finding out this is this is a shenanigan. Also, at one point, like. They've got Macho Man like really disoriented, and he takes it. He tries to take a swing, and I think Crush, but he ends up kind of swinging at Danny Davis, which mood? But yes, so they've got Randy Savage in the corner, Um and literally they they start working Randy's lower back, and I'm like, why aren't they working a, the leg? They made a whole thing about the limb. Did did crushing yoko not get the memo and then Vince tries to fucking recover for it by being like oh well yeah maybe maybe the uh the 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 limp actually is emanating from the lower they must have
0: they must have thought that the limp was from the lower back and i'm like oh
1: you can hear you can hear the gears turning in vince's mind and the rage boiling behind his 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 words of why aren't these idiots working the leg?
0: Like I Fired. would, I would, I would, I would, I om- would like I would almost <laughs> believe that it was a it was a shoot injury, except he doesn't really limp any other time yeah. in the match.
1: And they keep trying to put it over. Uh and gorilla and and meanwhile, gorilla on commentary's like, Well, you know, I just work all the limbs just for safekeeping. Oh yeah. Just just to be on the safe side. You gotta
0: find it. it. You, yeah, gotta, they, they, you gotta like, find the up. weakness so just work everything i'm like okay.
1: gorilla's like i'm a better wrestler than all these times and then gorilla goes on to imply that yokozuna apparently takes godzilla to your shits yeah that checks out <laughs> and
0: Vince
1: and vince and vince follows it up with basically saying that yokozuna is a motherfucking fat ass like it's it's like it's gorilla's like do you think yokozuna breaks every toilet he sits on and vince is like i just think he breaks every bit of furniture he sits on
0: yeah it's like (laughs) honestly i get it he is a sumo that's his gimmick yeah also he will die very, very young because of health complications of the fact yeah. that he will only get fatter from here, actually. yeah. And so this feels weird that they're just like, ha ha, isn't uh, it funny how he's like 600 pounds or whatever? And it's like, he, so fat. he will become 600 pounds and it will end up killing him. Oh, so... God. Also, Vince,
1: like, Vince, oh, oh, oh yeah, one more great line from Gorilla. Granny Savage is in the corner getting like his head like open fist hit. And Gorilla says, "Uh, Vince, I think says that Randy Savage is, is getting hammered. And Gorilla's like, well, don't worry. Randy Savage has been hammered before. Oh,
0: I did. I remember <laughs> that. He's like, hmm. Oh,
1: oh wah, no. Wah, 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 yeah. Wah. Uh, also Vince like marks out for the NFL at some point. He makes some comment about how this is like the football
0: missed it um
1: i don't know either way it's like oh yeah there's a great reminder that he see that he secretly yearns to get into the football business too
0: yeah all right so lex tags in the match ends when randy tags into lex and lex goes to cover crush yoko runs in and stops it savage uh just fight him and savage go start fighting on the outside this is yes so randy Throws Yokozuna into the ring post, take him out. Then Randy gets in the ring, grabs Mister Fuji's salt bucket.
1: Well, while I should note, Danny Davis is getting distracted currently by Mister by Fuji. Mister
0: Fuji. He's on the other
1: fucking side of the ring, leaving yeah, his salt so, his salt bucket uh, uh, egregiously unattended. Bucket.
0: Yeah, so Randy instead of using the salt. Uh, he just clonks Crush in the head with the bucket, and Noted then
1: babyface Randy Savage.
0: Lex Luger pins off of that and wins. Yeah,
1: it's it's when you're a babyface man.
0: Lex doesn't even hit his own move to win the match. He wins oh, because Crush got hit with a salt bucket.
1: Ow, owie, we can't, even... we are so disinterested in putting pushing Lex. We're not letting him hit signature moves half the time. No.
0: So then uh we got back to Paul Bear. Paul Bear is sitting in the down in the in the lower levels of the of the theater but now yes. he has a green spotlight on him mm-hmm. and he claps for Lex Luger. He's putting then... over
1: Luger's Murica-ness, which I I wondered why the fuck the dead gimmick would care so much about the the Murica gimmick and then I thought for a moment I'm like, "Oh yeah, he's he he heads up a funeral parlor. He's a proud member of the American petit bourgeois. Of course, he of course he's here for the Murica boy.
0: Yeah. So then, uh, we get to our final match, as uh, Paul Bearer says, "Is no tape could be complete without one person, and that person is my Undertaker." <laughs> So it is Undertaker versus Kona Crush. Um, yeah, Crush part two again. With so many fucking reapy performances tonight. God damn. And tonight, and on commentary, we get a new person. Johnny Polo is on commentary. Yeah, who immediately immediately
1: immediately is like, I'm gonna fucking murder Paul Bearer.
0: Okay, yeah. So the first thing that we get on this commentary is, is 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 um Gorilla comments on Paul Bearer coming down the aisle, and Johnny Polo calls him a fat piece of a fat tub of goo. Gorilla yeah. is like. I'm gonna tell him you said that, you know. And Johnny Polo says, "I dare you. I'll beat him I, up."
1: <laughs> I hope. I wish. Yeah, my man's like this motherfucker. He's fat. He works at a funeral home. He always smells like embalming fluid. And be- for that, for that reason, I reserve the right to personally, literally end his life.
0: <laughs> and then he calls the Undertaker the Underwear Taker
1: and and gorillas and a gorilla of course is which oh, is just which is
0: no. which is just spongebob's gimmick in that one episode the,
1: oh my god where they party with mr oh. Krabs and then they go Holy in the panty
0: right i
1: forgot about that oh no yeah so so okay so gorillas all oh come on now except gorilla does the oh come on now thing and i guess johnny polo's immediately like well two can play at that game because the majority of commentary on this match is one of them like saying something slightly ribby to the other and the other one going stop it ron stop like it's just back and forth there is no god is the is the dynamite uh uh dynamic of of gorilla monsoon and bobby the brain heenan where one of them's like you know the stoic straight man the other's the absolute like fucking weirdo johnny polo is also a weirdo but he likes he seems to be enjoying pretending as though he's the straight man and it's so bizarre to listen to
0: I don't know if Johnny Polo really understood his assignment here tonight. Uh, but Does he do
1: commentary with any regularity? Yes, I'm sure exactly. I'm so, like, he,
0: he works like what? the D-show circus <laughs> of the WWF. Oh, no. He works some shit comment Anyway. Trained so, under
1: Mike McQuirk, I'm sure.
0: Truly the best thing, part of commentary with Johnny Polo was he, Gorilla, is is – Johnny Paul decides to open his fucking mouth about like knowing what's in the urn and gorilla tries to push him into saying it. If he knows and Johnny is like, well, I'm not going to tell you though, but I do know, I do know. I am, I am omniscient and I am omnipotent. I know everything. And gorilla goes, and gorilla wait, it goes, you're, you're I, impotent. I, you're, you're impotent? He's like, what? And I'm like, you're imp, I thought you said you're impotent. Oh and then God. even oh. better even better after that is Johnny Polo says, I'm not impotent. And then he also says that, you know, this is, you know, I wear a, I got to wear a suit to this because I got to show that I am impotent. (laughs) He meant to say (laughs) important, but he said impotent.
1: The best part is I couldn't tell if that was for, for shoot or not because gorilla doesn't really comment on it past that. I think it might've caught him off guard.
0: Yeah, but um, I thought also, that was hilarious. Also, wait,
1: wait, 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 okay. I got to ask you a logistical question here because I, I noticed something. Uh-huh. The, okay, was this a, fuck, was this a Raw match or was this a Coliseum match? Probably a Coliseum match considering
0: okay. who was running I commentary. thought so.
1: The audience <coughs> knew, the, the audience had to have known this card ahead of time because someone had a sign that was specifically Might have been. about this matchup. there was a time when they actually promoted their cards ahead of
0: time and the audience knew back when it mattered that people showed up to live shows sure
1: what the fuck yeah that was bizarre to see it was like undertaker will make crush r.i.p and i was like they knew how are you psychic yeah so i guess Guess, i guess they actually part this shit also
0: this this, mm, (laughs) good go ahead uh this match plays out like an a nine in early 90s undertaker match where oh yeah undertaker is no selling anything is not selling anything yep. the heels try to keep him down doesn't work mm-hmm. um uh i i thought it was funny taker goes for what we now call the old school where he walks he cr- he walks he tight where walks on the top rope and gorilla's like whoa that's crazy and, and of, johnny like, polo stand- pipes in with like yeah well both michael Beckers could do that too
1: w- uh, doubt yeah see i didn't fully pick up on the fact until that moment this was the quebecers manager so i was just like who is this deeply weird man on commentary and then he shot out the fact that he managed the quebecers and i was like yeah okay no that no that makes sense now i i completely understand
0: yep um I wrote a crush throws taker into the steps and the guardrail crush grabs a chair and hits taker with it I guess the ref is just fine with that I ca- uh, well we cut back and we see the ref was fighting with Mr. Fuji and Paul Bearer so I guess that's what was happening but more importantly, they called out that the referee of this match is Bill Alfonso And I was like, holy shit.
1: Wait, there's actually baggage to this? I thought they were just memeing.
0: Well, not baggage yet. Uh, Bill Alfonso will become a referee in ECW, where he will be remembered for being a shill-ass dirtbag ref and then becoming a hype man for Taz. Oh, but he and, he and being the most annoying whistleblower in the history of wrestling, like he Uh-oh. is going to get a whistle and just blow on it. Constantly. Oh, a physical a whistle. whistleblower. Oh, no, okay. a physical one. He will he will get a whistle and he will blow it constantly. Only oh, no. all whistle all the time
1: no my ears but, oof out ow,
0: yes so oh oh bill alphonse i was like holy shit oh well, yeah well i guess fucking
1: commentary saw the writing on a wall because johnny polo and oh gorilla my God. both agreed that, that he funny. Kind of fucking sucks as a ref oh yeah and, Gr-
0: gorilla goes where do you get his referee license a cracker jack box and johnny's and johnny, like hey you get your ref license there
1: johnny polo takes this seriously
0: Oh, and here's an inside joke you definitely missed. Uh, Johnny Paulson is like the only ref worse than Bill Alfonso is Joey Morella, which yeah, this is off didn't. Gorilla because Joey Morella is Gorilla's son. What? Who got a job refing in the WWF because he is Gorilla Monsoon's son? Well, that would explain why the fuck that actually got
1: some kind of a rise out of Gorilla. Cause cause he says that and Gorilla's like, hey, hey, you stop, you stop saying that right now.
0: Yep. No, because Joey Morella, obviously they don't necessarily don't acknowledge that on camera because monsoon is not the same name as Morella. But Joey Morella is Gorilla's son. So Johnny Polo was taking a little bit of an inside joke on that uh, one. To be like, Gorilla you know who really sucks though? Joey Morella.
1: Girl's like, hey, hey, you you stop that. You shut your mouth. Yeah. Uh,
0: and uh, Johnny Polo uh, then has suggested how to beat the Undertaker. <laughs> his thought is, is they always give him too much time to do his spooky, spooky sit-up bit, right? So you pin him quick, and you, you hope the referee is willing to give it, do a fast count for you. That's how you beat the Undertaker. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and then Gorilla I... tries to call him out. He's like, oh, so you want him to cheat. And when you say fast count, and Johnny's like i just meant not a slow count that's that's all i meant Uh
1: uh-huh i mean that uh, obviously the opposite of a slow count is a fast count duh yeah fucking i feel i feel like that'd be like some uh unstoppable force shit like even if you like got yokozuna to sit on top of the undertaker the the undertaker's sit up is so inevitable that he would send yokozuna fucking catapulting halfway across the arena. I, I feel like, I feel like you 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 just you just can't stop it. Although Gorilla then points out a potential downfall for the Undertaker, which is of course that Taker's hair is too emo for him to see out of it. Well.
0: <laughs> it's got to do a lot of hair flipping.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's like he's like all that all that hair in front of his face. Uh, how can how can you manage it? <laughs> and it's, I mean it's it's a good question. That must have been You're a pain guessing. in the ass for him to see yeah.
0: through. Yeah. So Crush has Taker in the corner. Paul Bear lifts the urn and Taker gets out of it and I wrote this very specifically. Taker go- go- goozles crush in the corner and comes or something. Oh. Because when he does the choke <laughs> in the corner he like shifts and rolls his eyes in the back of his head like that.
1: Hey, then you do you doing that at the wrong time, Taker. Like you just, you're just
0: mm- to do that at the beginning of the match. Face and I'm like yeah. I guess he came. Uh
1: we do we do cut to Paul at one point Man, sometimes it's really easy to forget the fact that Paul Bearer just had to spend whole ass matches mugging with the urn like that Ooh, the yeah. whole time. Ooh, my yeah. man, my man is working. His face must have been so sore after every. Yeah,
0: uh, we uh, we get to uh, it, Crush gets Taker up in the military press slam, and I thought that was really cool. However, he yeah. fucks it up because he hits a leg drop and instead of doing anything, he just poses. And the Undertaker does the sit-up. And yeah. then and, and as Johnny is Polo is his moves.
1: Well, okay. So Johnny Polo takes some exception to this, uh, to, to the fact that the sit-up is still happening. And this this I, I this Probs gorilla to say to johnny polo essentially de- death is, ine- is inevitable it comes for us all Johnny. No, Pol-
0: okay is what there. he said okay I, I wrote down this exchange because i had to bring it was up. insane so, so as taker is hitting his signature moves and getting ready to gear up for the finish here uh is gorilla says <laughs> when we see a tombstone johnny and johnny goes i hope not and gorilla's oh. one, like well you will well, eventually you will but eventually. you won't be able to say anything about it
1: Oh yeah, Gorilla's just like Death comes for us all, Johnny Polo. But
0: especially you, Johnny. <laughs> but especially you, Johnny Polo.
1: Holy shit. He he is he's big mad that Johnny Polo said his son was a shitty rep. Holy shit. So, he's got Crush tries
0: to, so Crush tries to show how he is cooler than the Undertaker by doing the Undertaker's own move. He sets up for the tombstone, but Tager does the flippity flip reverse. And he hits Crush with a tombstone pile driver for the win. And yeah, Taker, I, I Taker say, tries to like attack Crush after the match, and Paul Bearer steps in front and tells him to back off.
1: Yeah, which I didn't realize Paul Bearer actually had some moderation, but oh I'm cool. a baby
0: face now. So I guess oh. no more post-match beatdowns. So so
1: so so taker is a face because he's over but like we basically got to put over that he's still a mindless zombie so we need paul to like keep him in check so he can stay a baby face yes that's hysterical. you know what i'll give him credit this is actually kind of like a intelligent like that they they thought about the character for more than two seconds and the implications i very much appreciate that they're like it's kind of weird for a zombie to just suddenly have a shift in morality. Uh, let's have his handler help him out with with that. Paul Bear is like, put one foot in front
0: of, of the, the other. other. Yeah, uh,
1: I gotta say, it, it, it's not. So, it's something that I'm pretty like used to nowadays. But that Tombstone reversal probably was like really sick for what it was back in oh, the day.
0: It it's, Yeah, that probably blew some people's minds.
1: Oh yeah. They're like, they're like, wait! You can
0: do that. You can Whoa. like flip your whole body over and then get him in a tombstone,
1: dude. I mean, it it was cool to like see how under. Like, I knew that Taker was gonna reverse that shit, and I've seen like re- pile driver reverse- reversals before. But like, credit where credit is due for what it was back in the day. Yeah, it was probably pretty fucking sick. But yeah, we cut back to the theater, and Paul says
0: wasn't my Undertaker just deadly?
1: As if that's some kind of pun.
0: Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's a terrible joke, but it's like, it's I not, more it's not even a joke.
1: Stuff. He's just asking, like, he said an adjective that also happens to fit Taker's aesthetic. That's not, but
0: I needed more of that on this show. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so but spooky. then he signs this off and he said, I hope to see you again. We hope to see you again here at the theater until then may you rest in peace yeah he
1: invites us to a special date at his creepy theater before he wishes us resting in peace bad touch which, bad touch which, Bad which touch.
0: Which i i feel like that means he wants us to come back but as the ghosts that perform uh, in the theater
1: ah uh, yes either way even even if i'm non-corporeal it still feels like a bad touch
0: yeah so this oh, Matt, God. this whole fucking this. thing
1: fucking this thing, was Austin. two
0: hours of not worth it yeah why <laughs> two
1: hours of just not fucking worth it what why why is this why was it these matches why did they make paul bearer the mc what were they going for why were 99 of the matches on this garbo what like I'm happy I got to see the head shrinkers win. That made it all kind of worth it. But aside from that, it was dumb. It was yeah, really was
0: the, dumb. Yep, yeah, regretting this choice. I they they got me. They got they me the title, you. and and we got me to sit through that. uh But I already know. You know what? These damn things. Wait,
1: are wait, wait! I realize. That's probably the strategy. They're like, well, we're just going to shove a bunch of matches on here. Uh, are they terribly good? No. But we'll uh, we'll get the kids to buy it by slapping, uh, uh, I don't know who's over now. Paul, we'll get Paul. We'll get Paul to do it. Slap his
0: name on there. The kids will come flocking. Get, yeah, probably. Get your, you
1: apparently are proof positive that that marketing strategy worked. So bada bing, bada boom.
0: Well, I already know what the fifth one of these damn things is going to be we're doing here, and it's not as bad as this one. I already know that Yay. for certain. But that is for a future episode. Next oh. time, we return to the temple. Thank as God. We finally, come back. Oh, to I need a pellet cleanser. Two of I need Lucha Underground.
1: Underground. Ooh, baby. Love me some Lucha. Yep, Love me until, some of that, Lucha.
0: Until then, David, go ahead and hit our plugs.
1: Yes, sir. All right, I'm gonna attempt to get through this whole fucking yeah, monologue good luck without Because
0: with I can't. I don't remember um, any of your monologues, so you're gonna. Have
1: uh, to- don't don't. You mean it's not ingrained into your brain after like a no. hundred plus episodes? i mean,
0: I I to to, to, do, to do kind of shoot right now. Half the time, I zone you out. So that's just, that's like, totally fine. You're busy looking shit up.
1: Yeah, I I see. I, know I when see when the my change in your talk.
0: So, I see the change
1: um, on your computer screen, and I know you're looking up, like, the the, the pay-per-view cards, and I'm like, all right, I, well, I'll sit I down. Am. I'm just doing this solo. All right. All right. Wish me luck, folks. I'm going to take in one nice swig of water. Mm. All right. Yes, sir! My friends, my dear, dear friends, thank you so much for once again joining us on yet another episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. We are so delighted to have you here. If you're a returning listener, viewer, what have you, You know the drill. Thank you all so much for once again welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever it is you use to consume our content. We're just so happy to have you here. And just thank you for for sticking around with us. New people. Hey, hi, how's it going? Welcome to the show. We here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both Noobs and Knockouts alike. So whether you're brand new to the wild, wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all the weird bullshit, either way, we hope you feel welcome here. We hope everything around here feels like nice and accessible and entertaining for you. And we hope you want to keep coming back. If you'd like to keep coming back, I will tell you the four main ways you can do so. You're obviously going to be using one of them right now, but I'll tell you about the other three anyway. So, first of all, of course, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe, ring that bell, make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Give us that sweet, sweet engagement. Of course, check out all of our playlists. Awesome is kind enough to organize all of the arcs that we follow. All into their own separate playlist so you can follow one storyline all the way down without having to, skip, having to skip around a whole lot. It's a good time. And of course, on more recent episodes, you can see our beautiful, lovely faces and and uh, all the little visual gags that we hide in here for this all of you.
0: Visual gags are David blowing his nose,
1: uh, Sean, and,
0: sh- and drinking water and coffee. And
1: drinking water. And, and, and. and tastefully draping a blanket over myself to sell the palpatine joke at the beginning excuse you um yes but of course if you don't want to see me blowing my nose which who wouldn't want to see me doing that you can't your course. content right there absolutely baby that's what the people pay us the big bucks for no so of course you, you we have the audio only options as well you can find us on three of the best places to find your podcast which would be spotify google podcast apple apple podcast Come check us out there. Give us a nice little listen, Uh, Download our episodes if you would be so kind. Uh, uh, rate us. Give us a nice little five-star rating if you're so inclined. And maybe a nice little review that says, hey, these guys are pretty cool. And maybe more people should be checking them out. I don't know. I'm just saying. Either way, all that helps out the show so tremendously. So if you're a fan of us and you want to help spread the good word of noobs and knockouts, please. Uh give us that mm, sweet, sweet engagement on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts as well. But of course, we have a presence just beyond this show. You can find us on some of the social media too. First and foremost, of course, is our Twitter. You can find us at noobs and nox pod on Twitter. That's at the letter n uh at sorry at noobs the letter n nox pod on Twitter. Uh come check us out. Uh we post memes, we engage in discourse. We post every single time we drop a brand new episode. So you guys always know what the hell is going on. Of course, the highlight of our Twitter is weekly wrestling live tweeting. That is something I've been kind of at the helm of or some semblance of it as I do homework while watching wrestling recently. Uh, but either way, uh, uh, every Wednesday night, of course, at 8 PM on TBS, we are watching what else? AEW dino am tweeting all about, all about that good shit. And of course uh, on Fridays, if I have the time, the view the availability and I'm feeling, you know, kind of spicy, uh, we will also be watching on Friday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern on TNT AEW Rampage. It is the show that y'all been waiting on. Uh it, we, we we're we're big AEW marks around here so much so that not only do we live tweet the the weekly shows, but of course we also live tweet about the the AEW pay-per-views and we also like to tell you about what's going on with all the major company pay-per-views. So my friend, what is on the docket coming up?
0: yeah so right now for impact wrestling they're about to put on one of their impact plus exclusive shows decided to bring that up so i don't also only have four shows a year to talk about Uh, as um we have no surrender coming up friday february 24th mickey Mm -hmm. james versus masha slamovich josh alexander versus ritz swan for the world title uh a four-way match to determine the, the number one contender for the impact world championship brian myers pco hey we talked just talked about that guy hey. steve macklin and heath slater are in that four way oh, match.
1: that motherfucker
0: yeah uh time machine that is the bull the motor city machine guns and kushida yes. versus the bullet club ace a- ace austin chris bay and kenta diana yes. perrazzo versus giselle shaw mike bailey versus jonathan gretchen that could be one of the best. They're gonna be a, a sleeper contender for one of the better matches of the of the show, if not year, honestly. Ooh. Um, Death Dolls versus the Hex. Allison K and Marty Bell. That's a throwback to some early 2010s Impact Wrestling coming back to you there. That's for the knockouts world tag titles. And we have Frankie Kazarian Cow. versus yeah, versus Khan. Uh, the former Connor of the Ascension, if you remember them from the NXT days, Fable. hell yeah! As as he is now part of a cult group with Cody Deaner, Sammy Callahan, and Alan Angels. He's, oh, yeah! In kayfabe, Alan Angels has gone from a spooky fun ha ha cult to a spooky serious <laughs> evil cult. So.
1: <laughs> Damn, dude, it's that fucking cult brain. You get out of one, you just want to go right to another.
0: Yeah, so use is available on Impact Plus, the Impact streaming service, as well as if you become a YouTube member, you can watch it live. Uh, for AEW, they got uh, Revolution coming on They March got Revolution. 10th.
1: And holy shit, this card went from like being one implied match to holy fuck it be popping
0: i'll be honest haven't watched dynamite uh yet this week yeah i'm not surprised by any of the matches announced so far that i didn't already know about but njf versus brian danielson in iron man match for the world title the guns versus the acclaimed and the a battle royal winner two battle royal winners in a four-way tag te- team match
1: a four-way tag for the for the AEW titles holy shit
0: moxley versus hangman page in a texas death match that's about yes. right and samoa joe versus ward lowe for the tnt championship Ooh, that, they're, they're that, who, that who, who, who they're common. just holding that belt warm for mark briscoe let me tell Fucking you what. Ooh.
1: that that that's 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 your take i'm i'm interested to see if they roll for they roll with that or not
0: yeah and then for wwe uh it, it this will be dropping after elimination chamber but that hasn't happened yet uh so the next pay-per-view from release date of this episode is is wrestlemania 39 oh wrestlemania shit, goes hollywood in addition to NXT TakeOver, Stand oh, stand and Deliver, we'll be definitely bringing you mats about that because I'm really loving NXT right now. Yeah. I, I'm a proud member of Chase University. Uh, if yeah, he you has know, you know.
1: been telling me a lot about about NXT, and since I've been kind of under the weather, I haven't been responding to a lot of his messages about it because I'm just so fucking out of it. But I, I know he's into it right now. I know he's I feeling that NXT it. life.
0: But at WrestleMania, it will be... For the undisputed, the U Woo Championship, uwu. it will be ninety-nine percent likely to be Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for yes. the title. Uh, for the SmackDown Women's title, Rhea Ripley has called her shot. Mommy has called her shot. She mm. will be facing Charlotte for the SmackDown title. Face. And then Bianca was facing the winner of the elimination chamber match for the raw women's title. If next week I am not here saying it is Bianca versus Asuka, I will be surprised.
1: Oh, oh, oh my. That sounds good.
0: Yep. So that is where a WrestleMania goes. Hollywood is right now. That is April 1st and April 2nd. Uh, stand and deliver is also April 1st, but it will be taking place in the middle of the day. NXT take NXT stand and deliver will be at 1 p.m. Eastern. And then later that night is WrestleMania 39 date night. Wait, one. wait, they don't They're have a March up. pay-per-view? Nah, man, there we are going straight to Mania. Oh, shit. I... Oh, yeah, I
1: guess Triple H is trying to eliminate some shit.
0: They always they like to put WrestleMania, like, early April now. It used to be late okay. March, and now it's early April. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's well, been a hot nip. second since it's been literally April 1st, though. I'll be saying that. April well, Fool's Day. I, can my April Fool's Day prank be Sami Zayn versus Cody Rhodes for the please, ULU title? Please,
1: please. Holy shit! But yeah, that's yeah. what's
0: coming up in 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 the wrestling world right now. Hell yeah! Uh, I will also, oh. I will almost certainly be buying a significant number of the indie shows at rest for WrestleMania weekend. So if I have anything interesting, I would like to point out for the WrestleMania weekend extravaganza, we'll be bringing it up as time goes on.
1: Please, that's I we love we love WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, no, be sure to check all that out, guys. If you're a noob, if, if pay-per-views are a great jumping on point um for 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 stories and like kind of getting into a new chapter of of each company's story uh i highly recommend checking that shit out it's it's a good time uh and you know not 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 terribly hard to yoho those things sometimes either um but yeah uh and just check it out over on the twitter if you like listening to us Ramble about wrestling for long periods of time for whatever reason. The Twitter is pretty much that, but in text form, you'll d- d- enjoy it. Come join us, noobs at noobs and knockspod on Twitter. But of course, if you want to get in super direct and maybe more long-form contact with us, you can do that over on our email address. We also have an email address, noobs and pod at gmail.com. That's noobs the word and this time, pod at gmail.com. Come say hi to us. Tell us what you think about the show. Tell us things you want us uh to cover on the show um tell us that our hot takes are super based and red pill or dumb and you fucking hate them and you know we'll discourse with you over it of course but you know just generally come say hi we love people saying hi we would love to say hi back Noobs and knockouts pod at gmail.com and of course finally we are also on patreon we're the Noobs and knockouts podcast on patreon one dollar a month is you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode. Shout out to friend of the show, uh the sugar daddy Kyle Smith for his contribution. We love you, buddy. We hope you enjoy your perks. If you want to enjoy your perks along with our boy Kyle, uh join us over on the Patreon. Just one, a single bone a month helps out the show more than you know. Uh, and and uh, and hey, uh you can find a link for that in our Twitter.
0: See y'all next time.
1: Uh still.